0: Hey-hoo fans, welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And we're at episode 182. yee Have you ever thought what it's like to be wanderers in the fourth dimension? Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. There's no point in being grown up if you can't be childish sometimes. The trouble with time travel is one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems on a moment too soon.
1: Unlimited rice pudding, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I am the doctor.
0: Great men are forged in fire. It is the privilege of lesser men to light the flame. I'm the doctor. This is Rose Tyler. She's my plus one. All right. That would be me. Hello. Surprise. Boom. Etc. I'm the doctor. Do
1: everything I tell you. Don't ask stupid questions. And don't wander off.
0: How can you keep this? I don't like the colour. Howdy, howdy, do you, who fans? I hope you've all had a cracking week and that you've managed to all do something Doctor, Doctor Who related. related. All right. <laughs> all right. All right.
1: <laughs> a, a bit of who each week. Hell yeah. It's always nice to have a little nice slice of Who, isn't it? A slice of Who
0: (laughs) keeps the, insert applicable, Doctor Who monster here at bay. At bay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Coming up in today's show, we've got a bit of news, a meaty bit of news, that was announced after we tied up the cables yesterday, yesterday, last week. Last week, yeah. Yes, and a couple of bits of merch, and then on to our review of The first Sarah Jane Adventures story, Mm. which is going to be interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's nice to do something a bit different, isn't it? It is. Mm. Fortunately, you guys jumped on that. Yeah. We got so many comments and uh, and reviews from you guys because we were a little bit like, Sarah Jane, you know, it's aimed more at, you know, the teens and the kids and stuff and Mm. how people take that. But no, it's good. You guys have, as usual, rallied. Got your comments in, so that's all good. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. So, how are you, buddy, on this fine UK grey, windy, (laughs) potentially rainy day?
1: I'm good, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I think I've put on about two stone uh, in between the weeks since we recorded because I've um, been eating loads of chocolate because it's been Easter, Easter weekend. Of course. Lots of chocolate yeah. eggs. I didn't get bought any. I've just been going around nicking everyone else's. <laughs> the best way, mate. <laughs> I'm yeah. too old to get Easter eggs now. Um, I used to like buy my own when the when we used to get the Dalek Easter eggs. I knew no one would buy, buy me an egg. So I used to you know, always get that. So I'd got a Doctor Who Easter egg, but um, I haven't seen it for the last few years. I don't know about you. I haven't seen a Doctor Who Easter egg. So
0: no, I haven't actually.
1: No, yeah. Did you remember that one? It used to be quite cool. It was like a red Dalek. A red Dalek. Yeah. 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 It's quite cool. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Back when the Beeb was pretty cool with it's with license merch. in a merch. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I wonder if we'll get when, yeah, when, because it seems to be having a bit of a merchandise revival, don't they, with the 13th Doctor. So I wonder if they'll start doing them again next year. Hopefully. I'll let you know this time next year.
0: <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. I can just yeah. imagine you putting a picture on social of like 10 of them stacked up.
1: Yeah. Like I'm buying them now because we might not get them. <laughs> it, yeah. What's the use by date? Can I store them? Because <laughs> I used to, I, I mean, I remember as a kid, I used to get the, we used to get the classic, um, it was a TARDIS. Mm-hmm. A TARDIS. Yep. And you open the door, and the doctor was in there. And it's become quite famous because, um, I think the Peter Davison one had a Dalek on the front, but when sort of shooting a ray gun. But when you open the door to reveal the doctor, the ray gun's in a very unfortunate place and looks a bit rude. Oh, <laughs> Which of course right. we didn't notice these things back then. We we're innocent days. But yeah, it's it floated around on Twitter quite a bit. Of that. But I used to absolutely <laughs> love my Tardis easter egg box as a kid you know I used to use it as a toy because it was a good size and stuff but mm. yeah it'd be nice to see a return to those perhaps to get one with jody we open the door and jody's in there perhaps so that'd be cool yeah perhaps 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 mm. um so yeah what i've been up to well um i had a little figurine drop through the letterbox oh which i is saw the, this yeah. Um, yeah first dr david bradley figurine by uh, by the chaps at eagle moss um it's, not bad. Not, it's bad. Slightly, not bad. It slightly slightly resembles Bradley. I mm. have to say, you know, the paint apps on my one, because I order them online because mm-hmm. the shops don't stock them anymore. Uh, so, you know, it's potluck. Um, the paint apps on mine, a bit messy. But uh, the actual sculpt and everything on him is pretty good. So if you can actually find him in a shop, you know, sometimes FP, you get have him on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite a nice figurine to get uh, if you can find a decent paint app. Um, so he's there. Uh, did you see I compared him to the original? Because I've got the original Hartnell one. And then this is based on Bradley yes, from Tostrom. I did see that. Yeah, because yep. I actually do prefer the Hartnell one. Actually, he's because he's got his cane and it's Hartnell, yeah, and yeah. you I know, just can't <laughs> you can't replace it. So yeah, he turned out. So that's a bit of merch kept me happy. Um, the only other thing I've been doing. Um, do you remember ages ago, on our merch section, there was this CD coming out called um, the Thing from the Sea, which was like a BBC audio drama that was going out. It's got a picture of Tom sort of putting his hand out and a, and a monkey behind him, and it was a bit random, and it, it, we were sort of saying, what is this then? Is this a new... Is Tom reading this? Is it a thing? Anyway, so that turned up last week, and it's read by Susan Jameson. Oh,
0: yeah, I, I remember. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. remember yeah. that? Because mm-hmm. we were saying, well, who's Susan Jameson? I, I still don't know. Uh, but um, I've been listening to a bit of that. I've, in fact, I've, I've nearly finished it, and it's, it's really enjoyable, actually, because I took a bit of a, a punt on it, because obviously you know tom's not reading it and i didn't really know what it was but it was really cheap and i just thought i'll get it because it's something new and i I actually do like the cover on it as well Uh, to be honest with you the cover kind of sold it to me and it's written by paul margs who i actually really like he does a lot of big finish um and it's really cool and actually doing a little bit more investigation on it i remember like a couple of years ago the bbc did these um fourth doctor stories called the ha- No? what was it the nest cottage right, chronicles right. which i never bought because i heard mixed things about them so they i think tom baker actually narrated those and i think susan jameson played the character in it as well so that's why oh, she's I reading this. Right. So this does follow on from that and mm-hmm. i was a little bit worried and i was thinking oh no i'm not going to understand it but actually it there's enough in there to <clears throat> excuse me to pick up um you know, you don't need to have heard the, the Scottish Chronicles necessarily okay, to understand right. it. I, mean, I, I actually now want to go back and listen to them because I'm quite intrigued by this. <laughs> so I hear they're a bit mixed. I'm not sure. I think it was um, so obviously before Tom joined Big Finish. So he's, you know, I don't know, maybe he wasn't sort of quite back into the doctor mode. I'm not sure. I haven't heard <laughs> them. but I remember the reaction to them was a little bit mixed. And I think Richard Franklin actually is in them as well so i might go back and buy them as well i'm not sure but yeah so i've been listening to that and i've nearly finished it and it's a, it's a nice little surprise actually so i think they're going to do a few of these i've seen one with a the third doctor on the front which is i assume is part of this series um read by katie manning uh called horrors of war i'm just looking at it now that's coming out um in july and that looks pretty cool so i might pick out that one and then they're doing the first Doctor one as well. So, yeah, I don't know. These little audio seem to have sort of popped up out of nowhere. And as I said, sometimes they're a bit hit and miss, aren't they? But, uh, hmm. yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, Okay, so nice. Just keep an eye on those. So I might, might get the other ones as well. But that's the only other th- Who thing I've been doing this week, mate. It's uh, apart from eating chocolate, Easter eggs. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I haven't really been doing a lot. What about you?
0: Yeah, n- nothing from me, mate. No? Yeah, no. Not even any Who? Not really. Um, Just the same, really. Just chilled out over the long weekend and ate too much chocolate. and I don't think I've even watched much Who, you know. Oh, dear. No, I've just been very quiet since we last recorded. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. I
1: thought you might have have been ploughing through that Seventh Doctor Box set of yours.
0: Uh, No, I did that a week after I got it.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah,
0: so nothing for me, mate. Hmm. So I haven't even been over to FP or the Who shop or anything.
1: No. Well, actually, I might be going... I might be taking a little trip this weekend because I'm meeting up with our good friend, Cousins 2019. Uh, it's his uh, birthday this weekend. He was saying about meeting up in London. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, he's, I know he listens to the podcast every week. So hi, Callum. I know he, he's got quite an adventurous weekend planned. And I was <laughs> saying to him now, are we actually going to manage this? Because he wants to go to London Film Fair at Westminster, <laughs> Forbidden Planet and The Who Shop, which are in three completely different. They're not close. Let's put it that way. Yes. Now, this sounds good on paper, but I'll let you know next week if we actually manage it. Um, so that should be quite cool. But yeah, I'm actually, I actually haven't been to FP for a while, so I'm yeah quite up for going to that. In fact, there's something on our merch section coming up. Um, I saw it on the Tat Dalek Tats tray that I'm looking forward to seeing in the shop. Right. So yes. I can see what the actual product is like, but I'll get to that when we come to it. Okay. Donkey. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: There we go. So... Let's segue into shall we shall we land it and do a bit of news.
1: Yeah, go on then, yep.
0: So, first up, this is one of those things that happens to us quite frequently where we record the show and we're like, "Yeah, there's no news." It's it's barren. It's just a, a dusty <laughs> it's tumbleweed. Yeah, it's a dusty landscape of, of tumbleweed. And then when we record and tie the cables up, a big bit of news drops in the, in our laps. Mm. Uh, so after we recorded, there was some big news. Something that we've spoken about many times.
1: I was convinced we'd already spoke about it. Yeah, because of course time's gone quick. And I was thinking, no, oh, we must have talked about it. But it was. It was after we recorded, it, wasn't it? Hmm. Yeah.
0: Did feel timey wimey. It did. Yeah. So you've heard us talk about London Film and Comic-Con quite a lot, because we've been there a lot.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And we uh, talk about who's going to be there, who's not going to be there, and all the times that tenants know they're never there, and all that stuff. Uh, And then the most (laughs) unlikeliest of doctors was announced. I know. All of the times that we've said that Mr. Eccleston never does anything for Doctor Who fans. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, back in the day, we did give him a hard time, didn't we?
1: You well, know. yeah. We...
0: We, we used to say, uh, you know, Eccleston, he never... He's not like Tennant, is he? He's always up for, you know, fan duty. He is always shies away because of his experience, we guessed. Mm. And then as a little bit of a... I'm not sure if the two are related, you know. But when he released that article, or when the Radio Times released the article, when he gave us a lot more insight about mm. how he was uh, treated... And how his departure wasn't exactly happy from Doctor Who. Uh, days later, he gets announced at London Film and Comic Con, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and the, the news blew up. And I, I, at first, I thought it was just a Photoshop fake thing.
1: Yeah, you didn't believe it, did you? <laughs>
0: no, I thought no. no, it just can't be, it just can't no be. way. Uh, but no, it's it was completely true, and uh, yeah, so he's appearing.
1: I think he's appearing uh, just on. It's the Sunday, isn't, isn't it, it? The Sunday, yeah. So he's yeah. there on the Sunday. He's in a play, I think. I think it's the play that cannot be named. I can't remember, what. but yeah, he's in a play, so he can't do the Saturday, yes. um, which is quite good because I remember when Benedict Cumberbatch was announced, he was announced just for the Saturday, and like the queue was—I mean, the tickets was just you know phenomenal—the yeah. amount they sold for that, and then they announced him later. Doing the Sunday as well, when it was so much quieter, and it was a bit annoying because I was thinking, Oh, if I'd known he was going to be on Sunday, (laughs) but at least with this one, you know, Chris is in the theatre, he's not going to be there on the Saturday, Mm -hmm. he is just there on the Sunday. I nearly fell off my chair when they announced this because they put up this big announcement, right? But you know, saying we've got a massive guest announcement on Wednesday, seven o'clock, don't miss it. He's never done a convention before, he'll probably never do one again, you know. And they Mm -hmm. really sort of bigged it up, and I was thinking there was a lot of people guessing chris but i still thought no don't be silly he does because he's been <laughs> yeah. on he's been on interviews where he said i mean even quite recently where he sort of said you know uh no i don't yeah i've never done a convention i don't yeah maybe uh i think he joked on the lorraine chat show something like well maybe if i need the money one day or something <laughs> like that because <laughs> you know these clips have now surfaced to say Oi, i thought you said you'd never do one so when it was actually him I could not believe it. Yeah, I me was too. just like, oh, yeah. what? No way. That's why I thought it was fake to begin with. I know. Well, I sent it straight to you, didn't I? I sent it. It said, uh, am I dreaming? I sent you the picture and uh-huh. you were like, ah, come on. Don't be silly.
0: Yeah.
1: Of course it's fake. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did start to think, is it fake? And then I was like, no, it's not. It's true. It's real. Yeah.
0: I went onto the website and mm. he's there. His he's photo's there. there. His pose and all the details. Mm. Uh, so most people were happy with that. Mm-hmm most people and then we all saw the price
1: i was going to say yeah i got back on my chair after falling off and then i saw the price and i fell off again
0: yes now we're going to get into some territory here which is very divided we know this already of course yeah
1: yeah
0: and uh yeah so if you want an autograph that's 95 pounds that's no photo no it's
1: just a just his signature on a on a photo And have you seen his signature? (laughs) Because I know friends who have got it. Have you seen it? It's It's just a big C and then it looks like a W and that is it.
0: Yeah, it's very basic, isn't it? It's It's a um, little
1: bit. Yeah, it's (laughs) not the biggest of autographs. Yes.
0: Um, Or you can have a photo shoot separately Mm. and that'll be 85 quid. Right. (laughs) Which is baffling to me. How can the photo shoot be cheaper than a little squiggle? I
1: don't know I'm glad it is though because I'm always more tempted by the photo Mm. but anyway however
0: (laughs) if you want to pay an extra 10 pounds on top of what you've paid yes please (laughs) you can get a photo uh, in front of a TARDIS with him for
1: 95 quid yeah I'm wondering if it's a because sometimes would you reckon that's blue screen or is that a TARDIS prop because it says TARDIS exterior doesn't it yeah, who, who so I knows? Wonder, I reckon it's a prop, which would be quite interesting. Imagine if they get the wrong Tardis. You know what fandom's been like oh, lately. No. Imagine if they get like some old, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know,
0: some old stage play from the Kenny TARDIS. Everett show yeah. that they've
1: just got, out of, <laughs> oh, got out of storage. This looks like a Tardis.
0: <laughs> yeah. So if you want both, if you want the autograph and the photo shoot with the Tardis, it's a hundred and ninety quid. <sighs> Nearly two hundred sheets for a. Uh, I mean, to be honest, if, you, if you're going to pay to have the autograph and the photo, you might as well bung in the extra tenner and do it with the TARDIS. Mm. Uh, if you're going to pay that much anyway. Um, so yeah, I mean, personally speaking, I'm not going to pay that for an autograph or a photo. However, I fully appreciate that there will be people who will pay that, and that is completely fine, you know, fair play. Uh, because one thing to bear in mind, so... And I've replied to this a couple of times on Twitter when people were asking me about it. And I said, if Chris Eccleston is your doctor, in Mm -hmm. quote-unquote, then absolutely go for it. Because chances are you won't see him again at a convention for a while. Yeah, Unless he has a roaring good time (laughs) and it's like one of the best experiences that he's had as an actor integrating with fans, then maybe he might be back soon. But I'm guessing that he won't do one for quite a while.
1: I I think this is quite important. Being his first one, I think it's very important how this goes. Yes. You know, I think this will determine whether he does stuff in the future. If he enjoys it or... I've got this real worrying nag that it's going to overwhelm him. I don't know if he knows what he's let himself in for. I mean, I keep thinking back to poor old David Bradley, how he was up and down, up and down. Oh, come on, David. We've got a shoot with the TARDIS now. Right back he go. Sign three autographs. Right, come on, David, back. We need you for the sailor shoots right now. Go and sign. Yeah. And I just, you know, yeah. I mean, he was hardly at his table. He was all over the place doing Oh, we've got mm-hmm. a group shot now, David. Come on, it's you and the other two. And, you know, I just think... It dep- you know, I really hope it goes well. I hope it because I'd love to see him do more, but I think I'm just slightly worried he's going to be overwhelmed by it um in terms of the prices mate for me personally, it's a little bit saddening because I would absolutely love to meet him um I'd love to get that photo mm-hmm. shoot, you know I love my photo shoots, <laughs> you know I love them I would absolutely it'd make my day to get that photo shoot of him. I am slightly tempted. 85. Mm, I think I can't remember what I paid for Cumberbatch last year. I think he was around that. And I absolutely love that photo and I don't mm-hmm. regret getting it, but it was a big choice whether to spend that money. So I'm slightly tempted with a photo. It depends if what other guests they add. If they don't add anyone I'm desperate for, I might just take the plunging at the photo. Mm-hmm. The autograph. <sighs> Again, as much as I'd absolutely love it. And the annoying thing is he's next in my, you know, my regeneration box set. I've been getting all the doctors to sign it and he's next. So I've got Baker, (laughs) Davidson, Colin, um, Sylve, and McGann. And then the next page is waiting to be signed by Equiston. It would mean the world to me to get that side. I'd absolutely love it because he's so hard to get. But I can't justify £95 for it. You know, I just can't. As much as I'd love to, and yeah, it's, it's I as I said, yeah. it's it's sad. Really, it does make me sad. And I yeah. do, I do appreciate he's never done a convention before, and I appreciate he's going to be around about that price. So I think he's at more expensive than Compoundy, isn't
0: he? He is. I was about to say, yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah. I do feel sorry for families because, for me, yeah, it's disappointing, but uh, it's what it is. You know, I have to just suck it up. It's what it is, you know, but I do feel sorry for families because people were commenting on the, on Geek's handbag when I posted it saying, you know, oh, my kid would love to meet Eccleston, but I can't even like get anywhere near affording that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if he's like, I suppose kids that perhaps grew up with him as a doctor and now, you know, teenagers, but I don't know for the younger audience, it's so out of reach, isn't it? If it's out of reach for like, you know, us adults that have got jobs and, you know, I say money, I know none of us have got money, but you know what I mean? It's, it's. I just think it's a bit of a shame. It does put them out of reach for, for sort of that younger audience, I mm-hmm. think, which is a shame. But it is what it is. It is what it is. But um, I do think it's a little bit over, over the top, to be honest. Yeah, I read yeah. you.
0: And I'm the same as you. I'm, I'm kind of tempted at the photo. I am tempted, yeah. Um, but I'm definitely not up for the autograph. I can't justify, you know, just shy of £100 for a squiggle no. On, a, on a, on a photo, you know, that, that's just me. But, um, yeah, it's kind of weird really, because Capaldi, who's like the most recent doctor, mm. you know, the most out there, you know, doing his thing at the moment, um, you get a bit more value for that. So if you want an autograph, it's uh, 75 quid, which is still not no. cheap, but you know, it's cheaper and the photo shoot is only 65 and he's also doing a talk on the Saturday, I think. And that's twenty five quid if you want to go to his talk. Right. Um so yeah. And also the way they bundle things in. So it's, with Showmasters, they do these things called diamond passes. Yeah. You Which know. is
1: the only way you're guaranteed to get them, isn't it? Exactly.
0: Because otherwise yeah. you turn up on the day, you queue up and you you know you pay extra on the day and you get mm. a ticket and something like that, isn't it? To to try and get your slot. But there's no guarantee, like you said, if you know, if they run out on the day, they run out. If you buy this thing called a diamond pass, then it's booked in before the event, you're guaranteed your photo and your slot and everything. So for, for, for Eccleston, uh, the diamond pass is £235. And you get a guaranteed autograph... Plus, you just get the standard shoot. You don't even get the TARDIS No, photo. don't get the
1: TARDIS, no. Um,
0: however... Wheeled away. <laughs> yeah. If you get the diamond pass for Capaldi, which is a tenner cheaper at £225, you get a guaranteed autograph, the guaranteed photo shoot, a mug, a print, and a priority yeah. seat at his talk. Well, that's so more like it. That's a lot more value, you know, mm. if you're going to pay that amount of money. But what I was going to say is, and a couple of people... Uh, mention this as well on Twitter, is that the price that we're talking about with Capaldi, uh, sorry, with Eccleston, you know, roughly around £100 for an autograph or a photo, mm-hmm. you know, that's still around the same price, if not, it's probably a bit cheaper than if you were to go out to uh, San Diego Comic-Con or Wizard Con or Emerald City Comic-Con and get a tenant photo or a Matt Smith photo and yeah. an autograph. You know, that's that's that kind of price that you would pay at one of the large American conventions for those guys. Mm. So as convention goers as we are, you and I have been going to conventions for many years, Mm. many years. And it's always a case of, um, you've got the big ones like this London film and comic con. And we also go to the smaller ones as well, you know, Um, but the thing is it's becoming big money. It's becoming Mm. big, you know, profit for these companies like Showmasters that put on these events, because although the, the guests themselves have a guarantee fee that they'll take away, regardless of how many people have signed photos or whatever. They still make an extra few bob on top of that. Um, But the people who run it, Showmasters, they make a lot of money, Mm. you know, from the the event as a whole. So on one hand, we can't really complain too much about the pricing of it because we are getting up to that kind of status that the big American conventions have. Mm we can't really complain because if the money's not there for the guests to make, they won't turn up. Yeah. So if we are going to be like, Oh yeah, we want, you know, all the big guests to come to the UK and we want the big convention scene and the vibe and all that stuff mm. that all the coolness that the Americans have, you know, we have to take that with it. We, we can't have these massive conventions with the superstar guests and everything, but only pay 20 quid for a photo.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's just not going to work. So it's not going to happen, is it? No. We need
0: to appreciate that this is a big money business. You know, the San Diego Comic Con have, have been doing this for donkey's years, where mm. they have massive. You know, the biggest stars in entertainment are there every year without fail, um, because it's so much money to be made. And now we're mm. starting to cotton onto that over here. So yes, it's frustrating on one hand that it's expensive, mm. but on the other hand if we want that cool convention scene and the big stars and everything, then unfortunately, and it is unfortunate, like you said, for families, you know, people that Mm. haven't got a lot of money that really want to. I'd Um, love to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. So what I would say is, yes, the big London Film and Comic Con, you know, MCM, you know, those big events, they are great. But, you know, you you really do have to save a bit of money for them to make the most Mm. of it. Otherwise, you're just wandering around, watching everyone else take photos with people and stuff. (laughs) You do have to sort of try and plan financially a little bit for it. But what I would say is try and keep a lookout on a couple of websites where some of the smaller events that not necessarily pop up too much in the, in the public eye because that happened, I mean, we didn't end up going, but one event that was really cool that I didn't even know about was the event at the Space Centre where they had all those classic doctors and everything. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, that, That's a lot cheaper <laughs> to mm. go to something like that where you pay a small entry fee and then the the autographs and the photos are like twenty five pounds max, yeah. You know at those sort of events. And um, you've been to a couple of the smaller events out in Chiswick, yeah. I go year, to quite stuff. a lot, yeah. So yeah. and there is a website I can't remember what it is. Um, it basically it tracks all of the appearances from all of the actors from Who. I'll I'll dig the URL out and put it in the show notes. But if you yeah. have a look on there, it it basically lists all of the actors that are doing conventions from Who, and it will tell you what event they're at, when it's at and all that stuff. And you can usually find some really cool little events outside of these really big ones where you can meet them. And you know, it's cheaper to get in and cause how much yeah. is it to get in at the Chiswick events? It's what tenner?
1: It's a tenner, And you get like a free, you get a free, you normally get yeah. like a free print or a free gift. Now I think they've slightly changed it, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and there's another one that happened last year. Um, playhouse who at the playhouse or something where um, Colin Baker was there. McCoy, Ooh. John Leeson, um, Peter Davison, you know, loads of really cool people, Sophie Aldred, you know, they all, they all get around. It's just a case of keeping your eye out for what's going on. So if you're bummed out by the prices of these really big events, then try and keep an eye out for some smaller ones.
1: That that website you mentioned is really good, actually. I, I think if you just type in Doctor Who actor appearances, it'll come up and I, f- I forget what the actual URL um uh, is for it. But it's yeah, it's a great website. It looks very basic, so don't be put off because I tell you what, it it just does exactly what it needs. It just lists all the actors and where they are. Yes. Um, that's the one you mean, isn't it? It's a real basic website, but it's a great website. Yeah. Um I think it's just Doctor Who Actor Appearances or s- something like that. Yeah it's
0: Doctor Who appearances dot blogspot dot
1: That's the one. one. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, So, yeah, how much did you say uh, Capaldi was? 65?
0: Uh, 65 for the photo, 75 for the the autograph. So it has thrown up a bit of controversy because you told me this morning that it all kicked off, you know, pretty much, didn't it, with the – the showmasters guys it, and it comments. kicked
1: off last night on the hmm. face it page yeah um so basically when they when they announced chris um they'd done a massive build-up to it about having a legendary guest announcement on wednesday seven o'clock just after we finished recording um and so that 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 built it up so a lot of people were thinking sort of you know mark hamill uh you know sort of any somebody of that stature um and when it was announced it got a very mixed reaction because yes us Doctor Who fans were amazed and absolutely loved it and (laughs) lapped it up and obviously a bit shocked at the price, but, you know, we were overjoyed that it was Chris. But anyone who's not really a Doctor Who fan was really miffed because they were like, legendary, are you joking? He's not legendary. And it all kicked off and it got quite nasty. And of course, a lot of people were moaning about the price and stuff, as we just mentioned. So last night on Facebook, um, London Film and Comic Con uh, did a post saying, basically, to cut a long story short um, they're not happy because they don't Mm -hmm. because they got a lot of negative response and apparently a lot of the actors and guests that they've announced and their agencies and stuff have read those comments and the long and short of it is that they've actually lost a big guest that they were hoping to announce because of um, the fact that that guest whoever it was has seen this sort of negative backlash and doesn't want any part of it and so they're saying to sort of people you know Fair enough, have your opinion. But but some of them were going, you know, actually attacking the artists themselves. And when it starts to get nasty like that and it does get seen by the artist management and the artists themselves and the guests and they said, you know, that's when we're going to step in. And, you you know, we've got to cut back on this because we've lost a a potentially big guest because of it, um, which is, you know, is a shame i don't expect we'll ever know who that was but you know they also go on because this all sort of kicked off again because people were saying well it's your own fault because you bigged it up and it got quite nasty again last night Hmm. this is all on the london film comic-con facebook page i I can see it from both sides i mean as i said as a dot2 fan i was like yes it's chris if i wasn't a dot2 fan i would be thinking blimey what they did big it up massive um and uh, so yeah, I don't know. But it, basically, in the comments, he does say that they are tr- they were trying to get six doctors at the event, and I think so far they've got five, haven't they? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: So hopefully they're still. Tr- hopefully that sixth doctor they're trying to get. Isn't the one that's in the negative? You know, I hope it's not tenant thinking. Oh, I don't need this because it it went to the press as well. The press picked up on the price of the autograph and they made a bit of a thing out of it. It's probably somebody like the Mirror or somebody like the that. Mirror, we're like yeah, Chris, De- yeah, Chris eccleson <laughs> ripping off fans with ninety-five pound appearance and all this sort of thing. So, you know, it, that didn't help. And it's it's a tricky situation because you don't. You know, people should be allowed to express their opinion because it gives feedback. If people aren't happy with the price or the guest, say it. But there is a line and I and we all know what social media' is like it does get crossed, and that's what they're saying you know a lot of the comments crossed the line apparently a lot of Facebook accounts were fake accounts were set up especially to attack um, on the forum which they've since discovered that's ridiculous so that, yeah it? so it's, yeah. it's got a bit silly and it has affected a future guest, which I think is what's prompted them to put this statement out last night it's re- obviously really really annoyed them understandably um so yeah i just hope it isn't whoever this sixth doctor is i don't know about you mate but the ones i'm hoping for would be tom i'd love to see tom baker do an lfcc yeah, but he, yeah. he doesn't seem to do them or um Tennant or smith obviously <laughs> you know what are those guys It'd be amazing wouldn't be it cool. um
2: yeah
1: or even Davison. come on peter come and do a london show for a change you know so whoever that six doctor is they're trying to get i hope they still get them because um they, they say that later on. It's not in the first post. It's in one of the replied comments from London Film. Co- they basically mm-hmm. says, look, we're trying to get at least six doctors to the event. And, you know, all of this is having a knock-on effect and and stuff like that. So Well, of course. It's yeah, a shame, I mean, yeah. You yeah. can see it from both sides. I mean, it is, for a fan, the price is is a lot. And, you know, to those that aren't a fan of Dot 2, it's a bit of a downside. But on the other hand, you know, social media can be vicious. Oh, bloody hell yeah people just will go and once once it starts it snowballs as well doesn't it as we saw on wednesday night when it got announced it just snowballs and people get a bit carried away and yeah so it's been a bit of a mixed reaction and it it sounds from what they're saying that either chris himself or chris's management are aware of the backlash and it's not gone down well so I, i hope that doesn't affect him I hope it, I hope he doesn't cancel. Basically, hopefully it, not, because that's what yeah. they're sort of saying. You know, this has had a bit of a. This has had a bad reaction from the from the um, guests <laughs> from the guests themselves. So I'm like, oh dear. Oh. So yeah, so it's all kicked off. It
0: has, mate, and it's not all bad news. If you're, especially if you're into classic who, there's still plenty going on at uh, LFCC for you guys. So McCoy's there both days. Actually, he's there yeah. all three days. <laughs> Um, If you want an autograph with him, it's 20 quid. Uh, A photo shoot's 20 quid. Or if you want a photo shoot with the TARDIS, it's 30 quid. Uh, Colin Baker's there. Autograph's 15. Photo shoot's 15. Photo shoot in the TARDIS is 25. He's doing a photo shoot with McCoy together, 45 quid. Yeah. Uh, David Bradley, as you mentioned, uh, autograph's 35, photo's 35. He's there all three days. Mm. Paul Mackey's there. Uh, Thirty-five quid, autograph. Thirty-five quid photo. She's doing this talk as well. Fifteen quid for that. Uh, and Bonnie Langford from Classic Years. She's a tenor for a photo and uh, an autograph. So it's not all bad news financially for no. fans of who. You just got to plan your days and pick pick your priorities really.
1: Mm. And they said yeah. they've still got a lot to announce. I think they said they're only halfway through announcing it or something. Yeah. So there's a lot more to come. It's uh, so it's the end of July, isn't it? This this convention so we've still got a few months yeah
0: 27th to the 29th mm, nice yes. nice anyway now that we've got that out of the way should mm. we get our metal friend in and see what he's got yes merch corner merch corner merch corner i don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted it's a bit rubbish but it's pretty it's very pretty Something else that dropped as we were recording last week, so we can yeah. mention it. Uh, it was finally, 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 the BBC or BBC Worldwide or BBC Studios, whatever you want to call them now, have finally released the
1: Series 9 soundtrack. I feel like we should have a fanfare for this. <laughs> it's here. How long have...
0: Oh. I'm pretty sure, I can't even remember now how this all kicked off, but I think the BBC sold the rights, didn't they, to a bunch oh. of their soundtracks and everything to... I've heard... So, yeah, sorry. EMI or something mm-hmm. like I can't, I can't yeah. even remember. It, it's so long ago.
1: So, I've heard so many different things. I've heard that Murray was having a kid and couldn't be bothered to do it. I've heard that <laughs> the, the Silver Screen weren't going to really... Oh, it has been so many little glitches with it, but it's finally coming anyway.
0: It's finally coming, yes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I think all the politics and red tape and paperwork's all been done. So Silver Screen um, they're the guys that normally put out the official um, soundtracks and stuff first. Uh, Series 9 will be available on the 27th of April mm, Not long. From Silver S-I-L-V-A, S-I-L-V-A Screen.com or .co.uk, something like that. And it's a four disc set there's uh, 15-ish tracks on each one apart from disc one that's got 20 odd tracks on it. And uh, yeah, a bit of a uh, bit of gump for you. Uh, they say it's one of the last great morality tales out there, but it also celebrates life. For that reason, I think it's a great show for kids. I couldn't write as much music for this if I didn't feel that way. And that was Murray Gold. Uh, he said that. Mm. And uh, yeah, there's not much else to say, really. We've waited for so long. I'm not sure if I want it now.
1: <laughs> don't say that it'll be wicked but <laughs> I'm, I'm just wondering when we'll get series 10 because I, I hate oh, the fact we're quirky. so behind i'd like to think we'd catch up before series 13 kicks off do you know what i mean uh, series 11, 11. 11 yeah. <laughs> sorry i've jumped ahead Doctor who, <laughs> the doctor 13 oh you know what i mean so yeah come on let's let's get series 10 out before <laughs> for the new series at least that uh, would be nice it would um be. Yeah. yeah so this is the only thing i would mention about this is i know the initial First batch coming out as a limited edition, which includes um, uh, an additional booklet with that's all right. the Stuart Manning posters, which are really nice. So that's worth getting. And it also has a slipcase, the initial mm-hmm. uh, release. So i'd I'd like to get in there quick and get one of those because, um, yeah, the sort of limited edition first batch looks really nice, and it's the same price. It's just going to be the first run. Um, yeah. And uh, I think at the minute. The price, it's around about what is it? eighteen ninety nine 99 it's something 14, like that on Amazon. 14 Oh, the, it's come down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that um, Silver Screen were getting a bit of backlash because of their automated postage um, added on £7 postage, which people were like, What? Really? £7? But, uh, £7. But it's. I think they're going to try and do something about that because everyone was saying, "Well, I won't be ordering it from you because I can get it from other places, which you know don't charge anywhere near that." And it's. I don't know. There was a bit of a discussion on Facebook about it. I think they're going to try and reduce that. It's just the way their website automatically added it on because of the size of the box set or something. Um, but yeah, it looks nice, and if it's you can get it for around about fifty quid. I think that's that's pretty decent for four discs, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's for not bad for for 15 quid you know in the world of physical discs and stuff it's very very good
1: i am Mm. holding out hoping that as much as i don't like to (laughs) give too much of my money to amazon they do sometimes do auto rip where they give you the mp3s which i absolutely love it when they do that as much as i have issues with amazon at times i I love the fact they give auto rip so i am holding off because i know they have done with previous soundtracks so I'll either get it direct from silver screen if they reduce their postage or I'll get it from Amazon if they do auto rip or galaxy four. I think it's 1499 three postage. So a couple of different options for you there. One thing I've got yeah. to ask you though, mate can't move off of this without mentioning it. The elephant in the room. Yeah. The one there The call oh, fans aren't happy with this. Nope. <laughs> they are, fans are getting a lot of, um, you know, they're going through the ringer lately. So it's got the new <laughs> series logo on it, which you don't like. <sighs> and and to be fair i don't want it on this i would much prefer it to have the capaldi logo as it's his era i get i get they want to put it on everything yes 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 but you know come on it doesn't it's not his era logo it does bug me i've got to admit although i actually think it looks okay but what do you think well, It should have the capaldi logo right of, it shouldn't have a of new course one. absolutely yeah. but the thing
0: yeah. is again this is oh. there just seems to be no sensibility at the bbc you know this is the thing here we go here we go go on there has to be a degree of common sense and because it seems with the bbc it's like all or nothing there's no sensible middle ground and it all this is I first realized this after they started putting the new logo on the Tom Baker Blu-ray set that's coming out soon.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, because I get it. On one hand, because we even said it when they when we spoke about the new logo and stuff, mm. we said, right, we might actually get to a point now where there's some good consistency with <laughs> yeah. the branding and stuff. But you have to play it sensible. I mean, come on, you can't just slap the new logo on all the classic Doctor Who's.
1: Oh
0: We're going to go on this for ages. I can feel I it for I, many weeks. I,
1: but. I get it. I mean, it, with this, it would have been nice. Put it on the slipcase. Yeah, yeah, if you want to yeah. have it, if you want it on there, put it on the slipcase so that fans can take it off and there's the Capaldi logo. Same with the Baker issue. I would have just put it on that little card slip case it comes in so that when you lift it off there's the diamond logo underneath it's you know it's not difficult yeah, it keeps yeah. everyone happy but yeah uh, <laughs> it's the first thing i saw when, was, yeah. when i so I thought yeah series 9 it what's got the new logo of course it has yeah. um, but anyway there we go
0: yeah because also something i'm thinking about is say for example if jody does you know three or four series of who mm-hmm. and then Say, for example, if we find ourselves in another situation where Chris Chibnall decides to leave and another showrunner comes on and another, you know, new batch of staff and designers and stuff, and we get another new logo in four or five years' time. Yeah. that The, the logo that we're looking at right now, this new one, to me, that will be associated with Jodie Whittaker's era of Doctor Who.
1: Exactly. So yes. what's going
0: to happen then? We're going to have... a. a I'll just say for argument's sake, that they redesign redesigned the logo again in five years when a new doctor comes along and a new uh, showrunner and stuff. We're going to have this logo associated with Jodie Whittaker. But hold on, that Capaldi soundtrack's got it, but that's Jodie's logo.
1: Yeah, I know. It's messy, and you know, we don't like it, do we? There's got to be some common sense. <laughs> Come
0: on, the big. how much money do we freaking pay <laughs> no. in licence fee to
1: pay the salaries at the BBC just for them to screw this stuff
0: up. It
1: seems to be everything at the minute as well, doesn't it? It's as if if they can't get anything right ever. Anyway, let's move on. I'm starting to get miffed off around here. I know. Let's move on. (laughs) Let's
0: move on to Forbidden Planet. Go for it.
1: (laughs) Go on then. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Hot on the heels of the new TARDIS... No, of the new Doctor Who logo <laughs> T-shirt. <laughs> Talking of the logo that we got from Forbidden Planet a couple of weeks back, boom! Another Thirteenth Doctor T-shirt has appeared and is available right now. Um, and it basically it's it's got the new logo on and it's got um, the Thirteenth Doctor looking over the hill at the TARDIS. So it's the wow. promo shot that we got recently, and they've bunged it on a T-shirt. And it's seventeen ninety nine, and it's modelled by somebody that looks like. She wants to kill you. <laughs> if you. You've got to go onto the ForbiddenPlanet.com website and look at it. So the marketing team, right? They're like, I know they've just superimposed the, the T-shirt onto what a black T-shirt. I, I get that. Why on earth would you pick somebody looking like that to sell your T-shirt? Because she just, not her, not the way she looks, but I mean her expression. Yeah, <laughs> There's nothing, yeah. wrong, nothing wrong with the way she looks. I'm just talking about the face she's pulling. Yeah. yeah. She looks like she's about to kill somebody. She looks like she couldn't be less happy to be wearing this T-shirt if she tried. Like, Can't put this on. Uh, it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? But I, in, a, in a way, I kind of love it because I first thing I thought when I saw it was, blimey, she looks happy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, um yeah. Anyway, going back to the T-shirt itself, it's called the 13th Doctor Hillside T-shirt. What do you think, mate? Is it? Are you pre-ordering it immediately? What a load of crap this looks like. <laughs> oh, dear. No. There's well, nothing
0: there's, about this to appeal to you, is there? You don't like the logo. You know? it's, yeah. It's, it, this is like something that you print off on your own. I know. This Someone is, said that as well. It does look like that. Yeah. You know, if you go on to, what website is it? Um, I think it's called Etsy. Yeah. Where it's basically a marketplace for people making their own products. This is like something you'd see on there. Mm. This doesn't I can't. Well, this, this just is what can't.
1: I was on about earlier. You know, I said earlier, I'll hopefully get to FP this Saturday. I'll let you know what the real thing looks like. Because this, at the minute, the thing that's on the website is just, uh, they've just basically tried to mock up what they think the T-shirt will be like. So I'll let you know what the actual thing looks like.
0: It's not out um, for a couple of weeks though, mate.
1: Oh, is it not? No. Oh, no, it's not out till 16th of April, is it? Yeah. Ah. yeah. Well, I know that the, I'm not going to say too much because I know that the person bottling it apparently works in, the FP store in... Where was it? Because somebody put it on Twitter. I think it was Beth, you know, from Time Ladies? Oh, yeah. You put it on Twitter saying, oh, no, I've just seen the... She was, like, saying the same as us about what's going on with the model's face in this (laughs) picture. And um, then she was like, oh, no, she works in the shop. But I don't know which store it was. I assume it was London. So I'll be keeping an eye out for the T-shirt and the... (laughs) The uh, murderous person wearing it. (laughs) Mm.
0: I think she's just trying to go for that kind of fierce look. She's trying
1: to go for the attitude. I've got attitude, but it just looks like she's like really doesn't want to be there wearing it. (laughs) Go and have a look at it. Listeners, go and have a look at the website. You'll see what we mean. It's quite funny, really.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's that. Any other merch on the table?
0: No, that's it. Now we've got that crap out the way.
1: (laughs) I'm going to get you one for Christmas when they're in the sale. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you would as well
1: <laughs> no I wouldn't I wouldn't dare He would right review time yes
0: what are we going to do this week
1: looking forward to this well grab your bubble shock have a slurp <laughs> <laughs> and let's review the very first episode of the Sarah Jane adventures called Invasion of the Bane how would you know if you were going mad what if you see something that you know can't be happening brand new
2: adventure from the makers of Doctor Who Sarah
1: Jane Smith. My life is dangerous. Find that woman and kill her properly.
0: The Sarah Jane Adventures. New Year's Day at 10 to 5 on BBC One. The Sarah Jane Adventures.
1: Yeah. Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane.
0: Uh, New Year's Day would have been cool. Back in 2007. Yeah. Because you know on New Year's Day, you know over the Christmas and New Year or the holiday period, there are just some days, New Year's Day being one of them, um, especially due to hangovers and so on, where you just mm-hmm. want one of those sofa days. Oh, yes. You know, we just got the TV on, depending on how much drink you had the night before, maybe a lunchtime beer or wine, whatever, to mm-hmm. chill out with some snacks. And this would have been really cool, to just chill out and watch this. Yeah. Because Doctor Who would have been on for a couple of years already. Fans would have been loving that, the RTD era. And then he comes out with this. Of Gareth Roberts. That's it. Sarah Jane's a very loved companion, isn't she, from the classic years?
1: Very much. And we'll have been all thinking about that because she was in school reunion as mm. well with the 10th Doctor. So people immediately, you know, like new fans and old fans loved that, didn't they? They were like, oh, Sarah Jane. So I think people were actually itching for more, weren't they? It's not like, it's not like class. It's not the spin off that no one asked for. This is a spinoff that people, I think, embraced and wanted and were like, yes.
0: Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so 2007, January 1st, it came to our screens. It was an hours long uh, single part thingy. It was directed by Colin Teague, written by Russell T Davis and Gareth Roberts. Um, stars, obviously, Liz Sladen as Sarah Jane. Um, and then, how a sort of younger cast, if you like, with a little cameo from John Leeson.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's sweet. I forgot about that. Yeah.
0: It's the Mark IV. K nine. So, Invasion of the Bane. This is one of those cool kind of set-up stories where we get introduced to all the characters for the first time. So, uh, it based, it's based around um, a young girl called Maria Jackson who's just moved into a new house with her recently divorced dad and her very annoying, pushy mum. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, so, they're basically going to start a new life. They've moved into a new house. And they move bang opposite... Sarah Jane's very nice looking house somewhere in Cardiff. I think it is a really nice looking house. And she soon discovers that there's some strange goings on. She wakes up in the middle of the night and there's these glowing lights and everything. She goes and has a bit of a nose in the garden and sees Sarah Jane communicating with this alien of some sort. Uh, so that's her first kind of inkling that something isn't quite as it seems across the road. And then, uh, she gets uh, befriended by this very pushy young girl who lives nearby, Kelsey, and she gets persuaded to go off to the bubble shock factory. So bubble shock is this new drink that's been out for everyone to, to get their hands on and has been encouraged. Everyone's been encouraged to drink it uh, because there's this alien dude or dudes um, that have put this secret ingredient called Bane into the drink, which is essentially a living part of, of themselves, I think. And, uh, When the mother, the Bane mother, activates it, all of those little living things come to life inside the humans and they're like puppets, essentially. Mm. And uh, it's down to Maria and Kelsey and now Sarah Jane, who's doing her investigative stuff without the Doctor um, to to put an end to the evil scheme. And she also comes across her uh, now adopted son, Luke. Yes. Who was created by the Bane.
1: I like it. What's he called? The the archetype. Archetype, yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, so that's how we get introduced to Sarah Jane's new life Mm. as an investigator and alien stopperer and also the younger characters in the cast. So Maria Jackson, uh, Luke Smith, are we calling him that? Yeah. Luke Smith Um, and Maria's dad and so on. Uh, So aimed at fairly younger audiences, this one, Mm. a bit of a different direction than what we're used to with Who, because Who wasn't necessarily, you know, 18 rated or adult or too much or anything like that. But you can tell that this is aimed at the the sort of teenager, slightly younger market. Definitely. What did you think then overall?
1: Overall? Well, uh, so first of all, I wasn't. They're watching this on new year's day i don't think because um, i think i said to you last week before you know before we were recording stuff i was like i don't remember if i've watched this before i feel like i have but i can't remember because i've i've only dipped my toe into sarah jane adventures mm. and i've always liked what i've seen but i've never i haven't seen that much so i've sort of seen a couple of the two-parters and you know um, and i couldn't remember if this is one of the ones i'd watched um so yeah put it on last night and uh, about twenty minutes in, I'm thinking, okay, I don't remember any of this, so I don't think I have seen this before. Um, it's a nice. It w- I would I would call it a pilot because it does introduce all the characters, although it's not seen as a pilot, is it? Because mm. they'd already commissioned the series by the time it was in production. So uh, it is it is kiddie, because um, I was thinking a lot of the Sarah James that I've seen are more on that sort of family. A bit yeah, more up to yeah. dot two. So I, th- I think as we go through this series, we'll see a progression mm-hmm. from what I've seen of Sarah Jane. I think certainly the episodes I've seen, like the Nightmare Man and stuff, that we'll you know get to whenever we get to them, they're a bit more adult rather than this did at times feel very much CBBS, which is what yeah. it was on, is yeah. if I'm right insane saying. I think so. Um, yeah. but yeah, overall I enjoyed it. I think it did did what it needed to do. It introduced all the characters. It was absolutely lovely to see Sarah Jane again. It felt like a real nice continuation from school reunion. I thought, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't anything amazing. It didn't, I didn't sort of get to the end of it and think, God, that was fantastic. But, but I also <laughs> got, to, but I did get to the end of it and think, well, that was really nice. So I enjoyed it. It was a, you know, it sort of took, took me out of, um, reality for an hour and it, it was a good sort of little adventure, but it, yeah, perhaps a little bit lightweight, but then I guess that's the audience they were aiming for. But yeah, I think if anyone's sort of listened to our review that perhaps, like us, hasn't watched Sarah Jane before and is watching it because we're reviewing it, um, I think I'm right in saying that we'll, you know, things take a step up. And there's nothing wrong with this as a pilot. It does what it's meant to do. But I think the series gets better from what I've seen. I think it becomes a bit more darker in tone in places. And this is very lightweight, very, very simple story. Right. You right. know, you've got the kids in it taking sort of centre stage, really. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, as I said, I haven't seen that much Sarah-Jane, so I could be wrong, but this felt quite lightweight to me in terms of story. But then I guess it's just an introduction, so it did what it needed to do. But, yeah, overall, I enjoyed it, mate. Yeah, I thought it was nice. Hmm. What about you? Because I think you're the same as me, aren't you? You've seen a few, but you've yeah. not seen...
0: Yeah, I've not seen this first one. No. And um, I can Yeah, I, I agree with you, mate. I, I think it was it, it was never going to blow everybody away mm. um and it does you know the ones that i've seen i think i must have seen another two or three stories and i remember them being not as kiddie as this mm. so it, like you said it, it does progress i think in it, not in not sort of doctor who's level of maturity but it does progress no. a little bit um and i think you're right i think this does exactly what it needed to do And that is something that I love Russell T. Davis for. Because we said exactly the same thing about Rose, the Mm. episode Rose, where it did exactly what it needed to do. Mm. And it's the same with this. And you have to appreciate just how good, I mean, Gareth Roberts as well, but just how good RTD was at establishing a bunch of characters Mm. to move forward with their story. Because it does focus on the kids, like you say, although it stars... Um, uh, Liz Sladen and Sarah Jane and it is you know her name's above the door so to speak it mm. is mainly about the teenage characters so Maria Jackson in this case yeah um, so it did feel kiddie at times like you said um, however I did really enjoy watching it because I've never because I've never it's something that I've never seen. because when we review Doctor Who mm. um, with the exception of the odd classic one you know, most of the stuff that we review you and I have already seen multiple times. So it was just really nice to watch something who related that I've never seen before. Mm, That's how I felt. Yeah. yeah, It was kind of fresh to my eyes. It was like, Oh yeah, Yeah. this is, this feels good. And there's something about, um, there's something about the intro to Sarah Jane as well, which I really like. It's just got this Mm. simple kind of adventurous.
1: It's almost like a vortex, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, it's cool. And then
0: it, sort of drops you into the story and there's no messing around and mm. you know, RTD's so good at that, you know, he drops you in and then you get introduced to the characters alongside. You know, this fairly basic plot point, you know, we've heard this a few times before. Aliens are embedded into society, you know, trying to do something. And uh somebody comes along in this case, it's not the doctor, but it's Sarah Jane and sort of foils the plan late on so that you know the story again it's not complex or anything it's has to be simple for the slightly younger audience but Mm -hmm. in a way i really like that because it's kind of that oh crikey when we've reviewed certain who stories there are a couple of them where you have to think as you're watching it you know if you pick up your phone for a minute you know and you've missed a couple of key scenes then you're out of it you have to Mm -hmm. rewind and go back and you know, you have to kind of concentrate on what you're watching. But with this, it's just that really nice, you know, it's not going to test your brain too much. It's just enjoyable viewing. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I really quite liked it, actually. Because I, I remember saying cause to myself, when, it, when the credits were going up, I actually said to myself, that was actually really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I quite like That's- it, so... I was gonna say it's good. I mean, if people are probably thinking, I know it might sound strange to me saying it, it seemed a bit kiddie at times because it is a it is a children's show. I mean, I suppose what I'm saying is, as I was watching it for that first sort of ten minutes, because we've sort of weren't you know sure whether we were going to sort of do these on the podcast or whatever, I was slightly worried, sort of thinking, oh no, if we this is a, this is quite childish, or our listeners going to you know wonder what on earth we're doing, you know, going from Doctor Who to this? But as I said, as it as it went on. I just thought it was a really nice piece of television, and it, there is more substance to it than it being just mm-hmm. a sort of throwaway children's program. That definitely, but, yeah, yeah. And I understand it is aimed at that audience, as I said. I just, in my head, I suppose I was sort of judging it by the other episodes I'd seen, which I felt were slightly more adult orientated. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it is enjoyable. I, the I, same as you. When the credits rolled, I was de- definitely up for putting on more. Like I am, mm-hmm. I'm already looking forward to you know, the next episode. And I, I know things change because what I've seen doesn't in terms of the cast doesn't relate to some of the stuff in this. And I was thinking, okay, so when do things, for example, right? I, this is probably shock you. I didn't know that Luke, the character Luke was this archetyped kid. Cause you know, in the episodes I've seen, I just thought he was her son. I, I did, So that was quite a nice element to the story, which I was like, mm. Oh, right. Okay. So that wasn't, you know, this is why I'm quite glad we're watching these in order because I didn't know that. I didn't know he was this sort of creation. So that added (laughs) in another element to the story, which I really liked. Whereas if we had sort of been watching them in a random order, I think I would have been, you know, I would have been just assuming he was human. I think, I don't know. We'll see as we go through the series. But I liked that. I like the fact he was this sort of creation by the bad guys that Sarah Jane sort of adopts and, you know, and all that sort of thing yeah, yeah so saying, yeah, yeah i did yeah overall yeah, i did enjoy it i thought it's a, just a nice good good watch actually yeah. and I, I, I am really looking forward to watching more and it's it's quite nice sometimes like you said to sort of <laughs> just switch the adult off in you and just have something nice easy going to watch with a bit of action a bit of humor and just nothing too taxing on the brain as well you know because we're also going to be doing torture so I, I like that i feel like we've got the sort of you know we've got sarah jane doctor who tortured i feel like we've got the three levels of because tortured goes very adult so we've got the sort of child family and adult all coming up throughout the month and i quite like that yes because they all appeal in their own different ways don't they
0: yeah we're now your one-stop shop for everything (laughs) who related
1: yeah yeah and we've already (laughs) done class we won't be doing that again oh crikey ever yeah ever
0: Yeah. (laughs) yeah class can um Stay in detention, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let we, we we shouldn't really focus. We, we've mentioned that it's kiddie, you know, and it's aimed at a slightly younger audience. Let's just leave it there. Yeah. You know, because otherwise every week we're going to be like, yeah, we know it's for kids, you know. Yeah. So, and that shouldn't be a justification either, you know, because like you said, although it is aimed at that market, it's not necessarily, you know, stays in the kiddie locker, so to speak. You know, there are some... Some cool stuff to it and we have to remember that this is what a spin-off should be like for Doctor Who Mm. you know whereas Class we complained continuously that they slapped the Doctor Who logo on it had a cameo in the first one and then after that it was just the odd reference you know you wouldn't really know that you're in you know a Doctor Who related thing too much whereas this I think you know, just because of time scale as well, it was produced and filmed in around the same time as when Doctor Who was going out as well. Mm. So I don't know about you, but I felt like it did have that similar production feel to it. Do you know what I mean?
1: Definitely, mate. Yeah. And I just wanted to sort of say to any of our listeners that are perhaps following this journey with us that have perhaps never watched Sarah Jane before and they've watched this one and thought, oh, I don't know. From what I've seen, you know, stick with us because we've got some great stuff coming up in this series. I know for a fact you know, that we've got things like the Brigadier appears. I haven't even seen that episode. Really. I've seen so many pictures of the Brig in this and no. I can't wait to see him on screen with Sarah Jane. So, you know, we've got some wonderful stuff coming up. So not that there's anything bad with this episode. I think it's really nice, but I could imagine perhaps some of our listeners around our age, perhaps sort of, putting it on for the first time because we're reviewing it and thinking, oh, I'm not sure about this. Believe me, from what I've seen, this series takes a really nice progression throughout this. Four series, isn't it? They did? Five. Or five, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. It'll be nice. It'll be a good journey to go on, I think, this one.
0: It will be, yeah. Um, so when I was when I was going through the story, especially the opening bit with the um, with the Jacksons moving into their house and mm. um, spotting Sarah Jane across the road and moving around and stuff, I, I honestly thought that this was it felt like they'd finished filming a Doctor Who episode, but just left all the equipment out. <laughs> you know, the same yeah. cameras, everything. It was like, right, Doctor Who's done. Can we bring in the Sarah Jane people?
1: Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> it, a nice way of putting it. Yeah, know.
0: it does have that uh, sort of continuity, which I like. Mm. Um, and, you know, not, it wouldn't be anything wrong if they you know, went a different direction with it and stuff. But I don't know, it just felt like we went seamlessly from, from Who you know, into sort of Sarah Jane, which I really liked. And um there was actually some fairly decent, I mean this obviously was never going to get the same budget allocation as Doctor Who, but there was yeah. some fairly decent um story plots and elements in it, like the factory that where the bubble shock thing was taking place. You know, that was all good and good location stuff. And they spent a bit of money on the bubble shock bus. You know, it's got yeah. it's even got, you know, the uh the vinyl or paint job, whatever it is, you know, around the entire bus, even on the top as well, because mm. it's a nice camera angle when it's coming into the factory and you see it from above. And and uh, and the big computer that Sarah Jane's got in on the oh, top Mr. floor. Oh, Mr. Smith, yeah, Mr. yeah. Mr. Smith, yeah, that's yeah. all nice. And so you can tell that they've done fairly well with the budget they've got. I mean, that's something that I imagine if anyone's going to get hired – to work on anything Doctor Who related. It's probably a case of they get the talk, quote unquote. It's like, you know, we're never gonna have buckets of money. <laughs> so, you know, we're gonna have to make do and be innovative with some things. So yeah, um, I actually thought the story as, as a whole looked okay. And the effects mm. were quite okay-ish. I mean, the the biggest CG stuff we saw, I think, was the the Bane Mother you know, the big eyeball thing. The big eye, In the yeah. ceiling and also the alien that Sarah Jane's communicating with at the beginning.
1: Oh yeah, actually that was really yeah. nice. I liked that,
0: yeah. I thought that was quite cool as well.
1: And there's the bit where the, you know, the Bane creatures sort of outside Sarah Jane's house coming up the stairs, that was quite CG heavy as well. It was, oh yeah, Yeah. yes,
0: yeah. Because yeah. um, they're like these weird looking, they almost look like sea creatures. They look like they A bit some,
1: octopus-like, aren't they? Yeah,
0: like these big eyeballs. And then the Bane mother just looks like one giant eyeball.
1: Reminds me a bit mind. of that thing in, I can't say it. What is it, That Ragnacur- What's the thing that's in the ceiling in the Simon Pegg episode? I've oh, in. no. That thing reminded me a bit of that just hanging in the ceiling. What is that? Is it R- Rax? or is that the planet, Rapsychorus Palatoria? I don't know. Whatever that thing is in the ceiling. <laughs> People know we're not good with names.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was that thing, wasn't it? Remind- yeah, yeah,
1: let's yeah. call him Sid. Yeah. Sid,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I thought it was, um, you know, so I, I was quite happy with that. You know, it felt like watching a Doctor Who episode in terms of like pacing and editing and production Mm. and stuff. So that was all good. Uh, So what did you think to the raft? Uh, So a story point, we don't really need to talk too much about that. It's very, very simple. So the Bane, you know, had embedded themselves uh, into this factory, producing this bubble shock drink, disguising it as like this healthy organic drink. And it had a little bit of alien um, life form inside of it. Mm. And um, and then at some point, you know, it gets activated and everybody turns into sort of soldiers. So that's fairly simple. Yeah. So I want to get onto characters, really. Um, so what did you think to um, the Jacksons then? So Maria Jackson, I think the story, or at least series one, seems to revolve around her, Maria Jackson, and her dad, Alan, <laughs> uh, who's moved into this house. So what did you think? To, and they're sort of annoying mum as well
1: oh yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: what do you reckon to those guys i mean she's obviously the star of the show outside well, th- th- of sarah
1: jane this is again something that took me by surprise because i assumed this would be very sarah jane heavy this episode And actually yeah she uh maria takes sort of the main focus doesn't she um which reminds you very much of rose actually like rose took a right. lot of the focus right. in you know when doctor who came back so it's which is quite nice maybe that's just something rtd does it sort of gets you yeah into a side character so that you care about it so that the main character can look after them and you know which is all well and good and it, right. it worked really well in this now i mean the thing is you know when you get a a younger cast you get a varying quality of acting don't you we've said <laughs> yeah. this a lot you know like in the forest of night the kids were shocking in, in that i have to say i thought maria jackson played by Yasmin page um was really good i thought actually for for her age i thought she was quite Yeah, she was good. I liked, I thought her and her dad, uh, I really liked Alan Jackson, uh, played by Joseph Milson. I thought him and Maria worked really well as Um, father-daughter. And I particularly Mm -hmm. liked, he had some good humorous bits in it as well. You know, like, you know, just the way that (laughs) the sort of typical dad happened to deal with the the teenage daughter. I Mm -hmm. I thought they worked really well together, those two. Um, I thought the acting was, was decent. You know, as I said, I felt actually really warm towards um, her dad by the end of it. I actually mm-hmm. thought, I like him. He's a good guy. He's cool. you know? yeah. And you feel sorry for him having to deal with whatever the, the mum's name is when she comes in. And <laughs> I love the way Sarah Jane just totally dismisses her as well. She's oh. like, oh, whatever. Um, so, yeah, no, those two, uh, Maria Jackson, um, I thought, were good as a lead as well, because she does have to carry a bit of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, although she's paired up with, um, what's the other kid called? Kelsey.
2: Kelsey, Hooper. oh yes,
1: yep. how could I forget Kelsey? Yes, although she's paired up with her, I think she does a decent job. And as I said, I thought they were really good together. Those two as the father daughter. Um, considering I don't remember their characters, I don't think I've seen them in any of the episodes I've watched. But I might be wrong. Um, yeah, considering I had to sort of warm towards them, I did. I did warm towards them. I did like them. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I really liked um, Yasmin Page. Yeah, I thought she was good. Yeah, because you always, as an adult watching a TV show for for a younger audience, you do think, well, you know, we're not the target market, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So maybe we're a bit more critical about certain acting skills of the younger cast. So there's always a concern because, like you said, when we've reviewed certain Who episodes that have got kids in it, sometimes you have great performances and other times it's like, oh, crikey.
1: It's very easy it's like, to be taken yeah. out of the story if they're bad. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. So
0: I wasn't too enamoured with Kelsey. I thought she was a little bit... sort of Oh, by, Kelsey? Yeah. Oh, I thought, no. I thought she was a bit by the numbers. We'll get on to her. But I really liked yeah. um, Yasmin Page. I thought she just did a... I don't know. I think she was just cast very well. She's got a mm. kind of innocence about her, um, yeah. but also a sort of adventurer side. So when she sneaks out in the night to see what the um, the lights were about in the street and she sort of has a nose in Sarah Jane's garden and sees her looking at the alien and stuff, she didn't freak out or faint or anything. She's quite intrigued, you know, and she's looking and it's only until the alien flies off that she's, you know, she sort of catches herself on. She's like, oh my God, what I've just seen. And she dives back in and, you know, dives under the cover. But, and there was a couple of times where she was quite strong-minded in the factory where she didn't want to leave behind Kelsey. You know, Sarah yeah. Jane was like, "We've got to go," and she's like, "No, I'm not leaving my friend." So, you know, those sort of character traits are, are, are it's good, you know, because otherwise they could have just cast, you know, you know, some just yeah, let's run, let's run, let's always run.
1: Well, they, they do have a tendency of writing kids as as brats, don't they? I mean, we Sometimes, saw this a lot yeah. in Doctor Who, like well, that that um, Nightmare in Silver. You know, such a big. You know the way that those kids are written was just so bad. Yeah, they were, you know, and and I'm I'm surprised writers haven't learned this by now, that if you make kids bratty and annoying, they're not likable, and it's you know it's never a good thing, you know. And so you know, so I'm surprised that they we still get it in episodes like Nightmare and Silver. You'd have thought they'd have sort of picked up on it, but you know, moving on to Kelsey, maybe (laughs) I am a little bit surprised that they because, like you said, it is very stereotypical. I'm a teenager. I'm mouthy. I fancy boys, and it's a little bit. Yeah, yeah. To be fair to the who's the, who's playing her, um, who's the girl playing her? Uh It's
0: Portia Lawrence Mavour.
1: Right. So to be no. fair to Portia, she's mm-hmm. doing what's on the page. Clearly, she's not supposed to be particularly likable, is she? She's supposed to be a bit annoying. Yeah. yeah. So she's doing what's on the page. It's, it's not really a sort of anything against her as a you know as an actor, but. But the, the character is annoying, you know, you, you kind of <laughs> it's, it's a total opposite to to Maria, who I want yes. to straight away. Yeah. And I suppose because of that situation she's in as well, where you, she's you're instantly into the story, aren't you, that her parents are split up, they're moving house. So that's nice. Again, this is what RTD does really well. And, you know, Gareth Roberts co-wrote it as well. But you're instantly into that story from the word go on you, bam. Here's <laughs> a couple. They split up. She's living with her dad. You know, so there it is right away in the first few minutes so i instantly warmed towards her whereas um you know the minute kelsey comes in she's gobby she's mouthy she's just like trouble um <laughs> yeah. and you're you know so which is what she's supposed to be but it is yeah i didn't want to her very much um i noticed she's not in the end bit is she when they're sat in the garden it's just sarah jane and maria and, and luke, luke. Yeah. yeah so i'm thinking because, and I don't know, I honestly, I don't, what is the next episode? I don't even think I've seen, Revenge no, Avengers: of, of the Slovene. I yeah. don't think I've seen it. So I'm, again, really looking forward to sort of seeing where we go from here. Because there's a big gap between this episode and the series you said, didn't you? Yeah. Is it a year or something? Well,
0: it's like 10, well, this, obviously this one came out on the 1st of January. And then the series one didn't kick off properly until the end of September Oh, right, so there
1: is a big gap,
0: yeah. Yeah. And she's not in that one the kelsey well i character. haven't
1: seen it but i don't see it i'm looking at wiki she's not in the credits so i'm wondering does she is she get dropped is she is she a character that pops up now and again i don't know
0: not sure but she's definitely not in the next one right or the next few should i say so um mm. yeah um yeah and it's interesting because she's only ever done this this in terms of acting Portia, she's only ever done this oh really yeah whereas okay. um uh jazz uh yasmin sorry Has gone on to do quite a few other things, right? Um, Yeah, she's only done this one thing, so um, yeah.
1: I guess I recognise a couple of the other people in it as well. So, like the woman sort of playing the main baddie, that woman, Mrs Wormwood, Yep. Mrs Wormwood, yeah, Samantha Bond. Now, where do I know her from? Because she looks really familiar. Um, What's she been in? Oh, James Bond. Yeah. oh yeah she's miss she's um money penny isn't she yeah she's in tomorrow oh, Never Dies. Knew well, yes of course i knew i recognized her yeah well she's in all of them with golden eye world right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right right because she's yeah she's she's quite a good actress in it um hmm. she did remind me a lot of the character of um what's the episode the woman sarah lancashire character from the uh, the one with all the little adipose creatures. She reminded me a bit of that sort oh, of... Oh, Mrs. Foster, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, reminded me a bit of that sort of character. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like this very sort of suited and booted woman and, you know, in charge of it all. But I thought she was quite good. What did you say? I thought she was... She she was a little bit pantomime, but she didn't go too over the top, you know. I <laughs> thought she was okay.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, she's a little... She's sort of on that line, isn't she? On the line, yeah. Yeah, but no, she was all right. Yeah, I think um, it's important for... A, a series like this where um the only kind of well-known um actor you know especially within Doctor Who fandom would be uh Liz Sladen mm. I think it is important to bring in some other acting talent if you like um to bring to the mix because um you know not that it necessarily needed it but it just shows that you know that BBC, uh, you know, were serious about the program. You know, it wasn't Mm, just a case of, you know, Liz Sladen carrying everything, you know. Mm. Although she is the star of the show, I think it was important to have some other acting chops being thrown around. Mm. Because you can't really rely on the kids as well because they're too young. They're not really established enough. So it's just Liz Sladen really is the well-known name. Yeah. And then, you know, someone like Samantha
1: Bond just sort
0: of bring it up a little bit in terms of, not credibility, but, you know, just provides a bit more meat on the bones. Mm. I recognise
1: to... the guy with her as well from something. You know, um, playing Davy. Yeah, uh, I, do and Davey. I, I do. I do, and was, I'm ashamed as of it. As soon as he came on, sc- why, what is it?
0: I, I know where. Well, I've seen him in one other thing, and I'm oh, right. ashamed of it, because my wife watched this god-awful show <laughs> called Footballers' Wives. Oh, is that what it is? Well, he's in loads of things, but
1: that's the only thing that... I know him from oh, no do you know what it oh not did i watch that oh, i might have done you might, might have, have been seen, on. yeah oh. you might but have I, seen I definitely him recognized and, him
0: well i also recognize him from um <laughs> uh something called switch that was on a few years back uh he was in that for a, a little while but he's had little bitty parts in lots of things
1: I've got this horrible feeling it's Footballers Wives. Football. Not, I don't think I ever watched it, but, you know, it was probably on. <laughs> I'm backtracking about it because I'm not into football. so Yeah. 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 For anyone <laughs> that
0: doesn't know who's not from the UK, Footballers <laughs> Wives, this is absolutely atrociously <laughs> is awful, bad <laughs> programme. And my wife was addicted to it. So I oh n- know him from that. But, uh, yeah, um, he was okay.
1: <laughs> i can just imagine you having to sit through that
0: oh no i didn't sit through it mate it's just oh. sort of in and out of the living room as she was watching and it's it. on yeah it's on yeah, um,
1: yeah terrible
0: he was okay though
1: no he was he was quite yeah he was all right he, again he played you could tell what was written on the page and he's he's definitely playing it yeah again he's, he doesn't go too much with the sort of sinister he's sort of borderline evil but without being too pantomime yeah. it's quite funny i mean at the start he's just sort of obviously really bored because they're in that factory which is very much like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory type thing, isn't it? And he's just really bored as if I've done this a thousand times, here's your bubble shot. Yeah, he was all right. Uh, Jamie Davis is the actor, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's not bad. In fact, yeah, yeah.
0: One thing I do like about this, even from this pilot, we could call it a pilot, aren't we? Even from this pilot, is that, and it's probably down to a combination of Colin Teague, the director, and... Um, the producers. So Phil Collinson and Julie Gardner are executive producers on this, by the way. The same ah, right, as you yeah. know on who. So Thought it's probably it be, yeah. Yeah, a combination of those guys and Colin Teague that they still got the adult actors to play their parts in a serious enough way.
1: Very true, yeah. yeah.
0: Because there are times when you and I are reviewing Classic Who and some of the actors are at times just thinking, what the hell have I signed up for? Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. they're thinking this is absolutely ridiculous i mean a lot of the supporting cast that we've we've seen in classic coup are really going for it and they are really taken on the role properly but you can you know we've mentioned quite a few times that there's the odd one that just thinks what am i doing what is this all about yeah so i would have thought that making this type of show is probably even more important to get the adults to really get into their role because it could be very easy to just be like, oh, this is only going to go out to kids. Mm. You know, this is only, we're only sort of targeting, you know, the coming people coming home from school and putting the TV on. But they're not. So Mrs. Wormwood, so Samantha Bond, Jamie Davis and Sarah Jane, obviously, they're really playing it properly. Yeah. Which is, and I'd really appreciate that because it would have been all too easy just for them to be, you know, you're a bit casual about it and a little bit, oh, it's only for kids, you know. You know mm. not to worry, but um things that are you know sometimes producers of t v shows forget all too often is that kids are really smart, smarter mm. than what they think they are, and they will pick up on that stuff even if it's subconsciously, they'll pick up on it because they've seen mummy and daddy watching programs and they know how you know adults are, mm. you know so um. I'm no, saying, no,
1: I'm re- really glad you've said that actually, because it is important. Yeah, it's it's very easy for an actor to go into a show and just think, oh, it's a ki- oh, we're, it's a, this is a CBB, is it? It's a kids show, and they just don't take it seriously. They ham it up to the temp, you know. Yeah, and yeah. it's yeah, and it's a bit like comedy, isn't it? Sometimes the best comedy. Is not from a really silly performance because it's a comedy. It's it's when they're playing it dead straight because it's realistic and the situations happening around them are funny. Exactly. And yeah. Yeah, like you said, I'm really glad you said that actually because it's one of the things that makes this, uh, you know, as good as it is. It's because the cast are all taking it seriously. They're not playing it for laughs or yeah. or hamming it up as the big evil baddie. They they do seem to be taking the part seriously. Yeah, it makes a big difference.
0: It does. Yeah. And when you said about Samantha Bond, sort of. You know, on the line, pantomime ish mm. sometimes. Uh, I don't think that's too much of a bad thing in this circumstance, um, because I don't want they don't want to play it too straight. No, no. You know, but they want to be they want to be serious enough that you know anyone watching it, whether it's you know thirteen-year-old mm. or us as twenty-one-year-olds, can still appreciate you know mm. um, the story and, and the characters and stuff. Because it's important that you get buy-in from everyone that's involved. So. Um, which is why I think Yasmin Page does a good job because you buy into her character pretty much straight away. You can tell that she's kind of in that limbo-y period where, you know, mum and dad have just split up and divorced. She's just moved into a new house, a new area, doesn't know anybody. So she has got that, because there's that scene, isn't it, when she's um, watching TV at night time just before bed and she sees a photo of her mum and dad and her all together Mm. and she's sort of got this little smile on her face as she puts the picture on the shelf. But then when she turns the light off and goes to sleep, she's all alone in this new house and this new area. And you can see that she's vulnerable. Yeah. So, Mm. and it's the same with the adults as well. They have to take it seriously. Otherwise you don't buy into the threat that they're trying to put on people and stuff. So yeah, the more I talk about it, the more I do have an appreciation for this stuff really, because it Mm. would have been all too easy to play it very, you know, Live and kicking.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yes. In the mornings, yeah. you know. Yeah, absolutely, mate.
0: Um, what did you think to um, uh, Luke then? Tom, Tommy yeah, Knight. Yeah,
1: he's, he's, he's introduced quite late, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and he's, I guess, you know, he's going to become quite an appointment important character i assume because uh, sarah jane's taking him under her wing mm. um i thought he was quite good actually as i said i love the fact he's this strange creation rather <laughs> than just being another kid that's in the show it's it just gives him, you know another sort of um element to his character isn't it i thought he was okay mate i mean he didn't get a lot to do he does save the day um <laughs> so that's good <laughs> but um yeah i again it's it's very because he has to do a lot of um, he's not an alien, is he? But he doesn't understand things. So when he sort of yeah. gets set free, he's asking lots of questions and he's sort of looking around a bit bewildered. And again, it's very easy to go over the top doing that sort of stuff. Like, you know, Oh, wide eyed. Oh, what's, what's a chair? You know, it's very easy to do, to go over the top doing that. And I think again, he keeps it just on the level. I actually thought he was quite good in, in the sort of short sort of story that he's in if you like um yeah i thought he's all right mate as i said he he doesn't really get much to do but i think he's good at what he does doing it
0: yeah and who knew that he wasn't a a run-of-the-mill human
1: well Well, i didn't i (laughs) I was like oh no i I thought that was really cool
0: yeah there's probably loads of listeners thinking how did you not know that
1: but I like this. You <laughs> see, I feel like I'm discovering yes. this show, like, all uh, you know, from anew, and I like I like that. It's a bit like you said. It's a bit like, you know, we tend to watch the same episodes, and you know, I often gravitate towards the same Doctor Who stories or the same tortured episodes. With Sarah Jane, it's uh, it's almost like a little treasure chest that I've opened up and I've kept all this time you know and sort of thinking right i'm gonna watch that one day like a bit like with all my books i'm gonna read that one day and then you you finally do and it's like ah oh, should I have done this sooner yeah you know so yeah. that's like a little so yeah i i like that i like to like the fact i didn't know yes mm.
0: it's cool and i thought we did a pretty decent job he doesn't have too much to do does he like you said he's just um uh, sort of looking bewildered a lot of the time and confused and
1: He's discovering the world, isn't he? Yeah. yeah.
0: It's quite a nice scene at the end when they're trying to pick a name for him as well. And, oh yes. Uh, Sarah Jane saying, what about Alistair and or Harry, which is obviously a nod to Harry Sullivan and, yeah. and stuff. So yeah, it's quite, that's quite a nice scene where they're trying to decide his name and stuff. And it also wraps everything up as well.
1: Lovely. They yeah. don't,
0: they don't do a Moffat. Mm. So if the moth was doing it, In episode three, series, sorry, series three, episode two, whatever, it'd be like, oh, do you remember that time where you supposedly adopted Luke? Well, now, you know, it's all that timey-wimey nonsense. Now it's just all tied up nicely. It's like, yep, we've hacked in. Well, Mr. Smith, the computer's hacked into the, into whatever, done all the forms, all the paperwork's done. Yeah, it's all done. Yeah. It's all done. Now we can move on with all the stories and so on. So that was quite cool as well. Don't have to worry about, that stuff creeping back up no, later on down I, the line.
1: I've only just clocked him who Mr. Smith is voiced by and I again I probably should have known this, but it's Alexander Armstrong. Indeed. I've yeah. I've literally just read that now. I didn't didn't recognize I should have recognised the voice, actually. Um well that's really cool, isn't it? Hmm. He's the guy who does pointless. Yeah. <laughs> um and he was also in the dreadful uh oh, Widow of the Wardrobe, isn't it? It's that yeah. guy. I'm thinking the right guy, and I? Yeah it is him, isn't it?
0: stolen earth and journey's end he did some voices for that ah. another computer
1: because that's a good um, see this is another great it's a bit like the tardis interior reveal isn't it when they finally get to go upstairs and you get to see the attic now that's cool that was a great scene you know and then we get to see mr smith yeah and all that sort of stuff. Because yeah. that, that is a bit like the TARDIS reveal, I thought. It is, um, yeah. And we see yeah. we see actually a lovely picture of Alistair, just briefly. Alistair Stewart, don't we? Leftbridge Stewart. We do, yep. we see a picture of him. We see a TARDIS. Did it remind you a little bit of your mate Clive's sort of room with yeah. all the little bits stuck up? Because I did think of that when the we were Clive. going through it. Yeah. Your mate Clive from the episode Rose. It's a little bit like that. She's sort of kept... A, you can see that she's still investigating, still interested in all that and that's brilliant i i really love that bit where they go up to the attic yeah it's a Uh, cool reveal isn't it it's brilliant yeah yeah
0: yeah. um yeah he was in doctor the widow in wardrobe he did
1: yeah i thought it was him.
0: s7x oh (laughs) crikey Uh, but no his voice is quite suited to this though it's quite good it is i can't believe
1: i didn't realize it was him yeah Mm. yeah so that was good i really like that reveal Mm. and then locked away in that cupboard now that was another thing completely caught me off (laughs) <laughs> by surprise why is K9 locked in this cupboard oh yeah because no, he's fixing something isn't he he's he's, he's blocking a black hole yeah, he's, he's, yeah. that again just because again you know I I don't know any of this stuff having not watched this so yeah so she opens the cupboard K9's in there holding back a black hole or something I don't know if that's going to like is that going to come into it later in the series do you think or, or what but he's not going to be in there forever is he surely
0: I, I should hope not <laughs> But you um,
1: know the little bit that got me, because go you know I'm sentimental, It's <laughs> when she says something like, uh, oh, what does she say? I don't know, good dog or something. And he oh, goes, yeah. um, affection noted, mistress. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love canine. Oh, yeah, he's... I hope he comes out of that cupboard. I'm sure he does. I think so. <laughs> um, I'm sure he does. I can't just open it every yeah. week and just have a little chat with him and then shut <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he does. Um, so that
1: was cool, wasn't it? That was another bit that was like... Um, You know, ah, it's K-9, another nice little moment in the story.
0: Yeah. Um, I think, wasn't there something to do with um, not being able to to have K-9 as a character officially? I don't know. Because if we rewind back a little bit, Mm. K-9 is supposed to be with Sarah Jane because of the K-9 adventures or something like that. K-9 and company. Do you remember that? K-9 and
1: company, yeah. Yeah.
0: So she was in that, wasn't she? And I, yeah. if memories, I, I didn't see any of them, but when I read about it a while ago, when we first decided to do the Sarah Jane, I'm pretty sure that at the end of that, it did do very well, did it? But at the end of that, no. those two are meant to sort of stay
1: together. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Actually, um, that's a good point. Hang on. Has she got, yeah. Cause now that's a very good point actually. So yeah, she's got canine cause the doctor sends her canine and canine and company. Yeah. Yeah. And then, at the end of School Reunion, he, he fixes gives him. the, yeah. fixes That's the same one. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. it's the same one. So same that's one. the, yeah. that's the one that's in the Black hole, Right, yeah, yes. of course it is. Yeah,
0: um, But I'm pretty sure there was something to do with the rights oh. to have K-9 as a starring or featured character. They weren't able to get it sorted for the pilot, but he was allowed to appear as a cameo.
1: Oh, is that right? I didn't something know like that. that.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, so to get around it, um, you know, because everyone probably thought when this first went out, who did watch K-9 and company, mm. sort of the where's older K-9? fans, mm. who were very big, fans of, um, uh, big fans of Sarah Jane as a character, mm. they probably thought, hold on, where's K-9? You know, they're meant to be together. So, yeah. But I'm pretty sure he does pop up later. I'm pretty sure
1: yes yeah i'm hoping so because you know i love and i'm hoping it will be in it a bit more than being stuck in the cupboard every week but we'll see we'll see yeah
0: <laughs> yeah okay then let's move on to liz slade and then what did you reckon to uh to the lady herself
1: oh well she she didn't disappoint at all mate I, th- I mean i from the word go from when she does that nice sort of monologue at the start of the episode because she's got a beautiful voice for that sort of thing anyway
2: it's she's brilliant. got the
1: perfect yeah. voice for doing voiceover you know, um and she does it great and yeah, she drew me straight in. I was wondering what's going on at the start because she's when she first appears, like um um Maria sort of says hello to her and she's really off and she, she's really standoffish. Mm-hmm. She's like, Hello and I thought, that's not like Sarah Jane. Why is Sarah Jane being like that? And then when she meets the dad for the first time, she's really like disconnected and he's yeah. like well yeah nice to meet you too and i thought what's going on why is, why is sarah jane being rude but of course it's um it, it's because she doesn't want to get attached to anyone because everyone she meets you know in is, is going to trouble or died or whatever so that's you know it's, it's following on from everything that's happened in doctor who and school reunion it's you know it's, it's sort of thinking the writers have thought right so where would sarah jane be at this point what would she be like? You know what I mean? And I really liked that. Because she slowly yeah. softens, doesn't she? Like Maria and that she's and, and Luke and she slowly softens her character and comes round. But it's um but it's just brilliant that they've actually thought, right, so think of everything that's happened to Sarah Jane. She's back home, living without the doctor. What would she be like? What would she be doing? And what she is doing is she's still investigating, but she's locked herself away in this room, and she's pushing everyone away because so they don't get hurt. And and I I just thought it was great. It was so much better than just having a stroll up and being, hi, I'm Sarah Jane. Oh, let's go on an adventure and all that. It was just Mm -hmm. just they've absolutely thought about her character. Yes, and and, and and you know, brought depth to it, and she's. You know, this isn't going to surprise anybody, but she's fantastic in it. I absolutely love uh, Liz Slade and Sarah Jane. She's Mm. warm. She's great when she has to be strong, like the way she stands up to, you know, Mrs. Wormwood and the way she's, you know, with the the mum as well, when the mum's being really rude. She just sells it brilliantly. And she's got a sonic lipstick, I noticed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Got got to get me one of them. Got to get me a sonic, (laughs) sonic lipstick. Yeah, I, I just thought she's great. It picks up lovely, actually, from from school reunion, mm-hmm. you know. And it's good because it shows that she can carry the show on her own because I don't know about you, but there was no point in this story where I was waiting for the doctor to turn up. I wasn't sat there thinking, this needs something. This needs the doctor in it. And she totally carries, yeah. Yeah. you know, the story when she needs to. There's a nice bit at the end where she's looking up at the sky. And I'm not sure if it's just me, but were we supposed to be? I was thinking, is that... That little glint, that shooting star—is that supposed to mean? Are they looking at the TARDIS? Is that just a little nod, or or is it just a shooting star? I don't know, but no, don't in, my mind, no. oh, okay. yeah. in my mind, no, I don't think it's the TARDIS. Oh, okay, in my mind, she's just in the TARDIS shooting over because she sort of gives a little grin. But no, ah, it's probably right. just no, no, it's probably just me reading into it. But yeah, I just every scene mm. she's in, I just absolutely am just in awe. I just love her to bits. You know, she's, she's really nice at the sentimental stuff at the mm-hmm. end without being all smaltzy. She's just really good at that sort of thing.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. She, yeah. And she looks fantastic as well. They make a joke, don't they about the skinny, hipped <laughs> woman or something? Cause I mean, she does look amazing. She you know, does, I don't know how yeah. old she is and when she filmed this, but she, she does look fantastic um, in it. She does. She's got, and a, I, yeah. Cool. And I like the fact we've got a, a show that's aimed at kids with a, with a, an older, you know f- female heroine mm-hmm. as well because very often a bit like when capaldi was cast you know we've got this thing haven't we that if somebody's past a certain age they're past it they're <laughs> old i don't i'm not interested so i love the fact that this was a popular show with a strong female older lady do you know what i mean and she's not yeah. old she's not super grand, but you know what i mean she's not like a 20 something yeah yeah you yeah. know, she's not Wonder Woman. She's she's an older lady. And I, I love the fact that it was so successful with that, you know, that sort of character in the lead role. I think it's important because we don't have much like that. You know, it's always everyone's got to be young. They've got to be thin. They've got to be beautiful, you know, and it's it's just really nice to have somebody like like Sarah Jane as a character being center stage, you know, where she is now. So, yeah, I think Liz is great in it. Yeah. I'm sure you're going to agree with me. I'm oh, sure absolutely! You,
0: yeah, hundred yeah, percent. She's really good, and yeah. uh, you picked up on it that they've really thought about her character as well. They haven't tried to do some kind of reboot for her character or something that's you know unrelated to who and unrecognizable. They've really thought about the depth that they will need to carry forward, not just from her classic years, but when she was in um, School Union and a five dot, yeah. you know that sort of thing. So, um. Yeah, it's, it's really nice because, and those little monologues are really good as well. So that it's sort of really playing on the fact that, yes, there's a whole big galaxy and universe out there, which is more suited to the Doctor's type of adventures. But she's saying that here on Earth, there are just as many strange, you know, mm. weird goings on that need to be investigated and sorted out. So, yeah, really like that sort of angle they played because maybe that was a concern that yes, this is the Sarah Jane adventures, but she's here on Earth as a, you know, she's not a time lord, she's just a human. Mm. You know, says, why would you watch this when you can go and watch Doctor Who with all those fabulous adventures, you know, traveling in time and space. But I really like that they sort of gave you that angle that you don't need to leave Earth to have these wonderful adventures and, you know, there's still lots of danger and threat that needs to be handled. Mm. She's the woman to do it. Yeah. So yeah. really, really good. And she does look amazing for an older lady mm. at the time of this film. You know, I had a little crush on.
1: <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah, a little crush on, yeah. on that. Uh, she looks fantastic. I like the yeah. fact she lives on 13 Bannerman Road. I mean, I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm assuming that's a little nod to, to our friend John Bannerman, is it? It must be. It, yeah, it's very Oh, no, close. it's Bannerman. Bar- no, it's Bannerman, isn't it? Bannerman. It's, Hang on. It's Bannerman. Bannerman. Delta it, and the Bannerman? No.
0: Maybe it's definitely close to a few things.
1: Yeah, I'm such a Wally. I was thinking John Barrowman, but it's, ba- it's Bannerman Road. B- Banner, isn't it?
0: Banner, no, 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 no. Ah. But no, it's very close to a few things.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of thrown me that as oh, silly old me. I do get we, people know what we're like with names all the way through. I was thinking, yeah, John Barrowman Road. <laughs> Bannerman, isn't it? Oh, I'm sure it's a reference to something. Somebody out there will tell us.
0: Yeah, I'm sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, mate. Is there anything you want to mention? Uh, uh no, else? no, not
1: really. I just I thought the casts were all good um and, and everything. The only thing I the music I did make a note of, which I thought was really nice. I like the theme. Um that's Murray Gold and it done the theme. The theme, yeah. Um i I meant to look and I forgot to see who's doing the instrumental music because I thought it was Murray, but it might be um somebody else whose name I've completely forgot It might be Ben Foster, I'm not sure. I think somebody else did the music for it um The incidental music, I mean, not the theme.
0: Yeah, but I, else
1: whoever's did. doing yeah. it, um, and it might be the both of them. I'm not sure because it doesn't say on Wiki. I thought, oh, it's bound to be on there, and I can't find it. um Murray did the theme. Whoever did the instrumental music, I thought it it really suited the show. I really liked, especially the incidental music. Yeah, you know, there was, yeah. there, was a, there was a lovely bit of music when the, um, Maria goes out and sees Sarah Jane with the alien in the garden. It was really. It sounded very Murray-like, actually. But it's a lovely piece of music there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I like to instrument music as well, and, and a bit like what you said about the production values being like Doctor Who. It reminded me, you know, it's not like they've gone and got some cheap. Well, oh, we can't afford Murray, so let's get let's get Dave down the road with his Casio up here to do. <laughs> you know, it sounded like really high quality music score that could easily be released as a soundtrack. Do you know what I mean? It's, it it really suited it. Yeah. Um, yeah the only other thing was the effects mate i thought um yeah they looked a bit dated but i think they worked perfectly for the story i don't think they looked bad um but i thought the explosion at the end was mega oh, that's cool. so like, yeah. that was an awesome exp- i bet that was danny from the effects team that was an <laughs> awesome explosion because i was thinking about the one in school reunion which is a sort of cgi explosion because obviously they couldn't blow up the school but this one it looks like they properly blew up that building it was really well done i thought (laughs) no it was a you know and and they looked like they were really close to it as well When it actually goes i mean poor old poor old tommy knight luke he he looks terrified (laughs) when that thing goes up so i thought that was quite impressive for for the uh for the show as well so yeah yeah, it looked like they put a lot of effort into it let's put it that way
0: yeah it wasn't too bad actually Mm. not too bad at all for its time and i watched it on dvd as well i haven't got this on I don't think these first ones were on Blu-ray. Maybe no, they're not. No, not until
1: yeah. Series 4, I don't think. Yeah. yeah.
0: And even on DVD, you know, it still looks pretty good.
1: Yeah. yeah. It stands up all right. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, composer-wise, by the way, uh, yeah, so Murray Gold did the theme. Um, yeah. The in-episode music was a guy called Sam Watts.
1: Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't know him. Yes. So what he other did. stuff has he done? I'm not sure. No. I'll have to look him up, because I thought it was really nice. It definitely sounded, had Murray's vibe to it, I thought, yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: That's cool. Right then, let's get on to scores. Right. It is you to go first. It is me, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for a 7 out of 10, which uh, I consider to be a good, decent episode. Um, 6.5 sounded a bit low. Anything higher than 7, I think, was too much. It was just a nice decent hour of television i mm. thought so i'll go with a 7
0: yeah that's a snap for me that's yeah. a, a 7 for me as well i thought exactly yeah. the same thing i thought anything below that was not really an justified injustice. yeah 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 but anything above it puts it into you know much better stories but yeah. it was a decent enjoyable watch for an hour
1: mm. i thought so
0: yeah good yeah. okay, to keep watching our beautiful listeners think uh, over on Twitter, we did the usual poll, and a whopping 91% of you said likey, oh. which left only 9% of you not really feeling it in the stinky okay, department. Uh, we enough. had a fair few comments as well on Twitter. Uh, we did. Cindy yeah. Lou Whovian said, I quite liked it. Orientation toward a younger audience seems closer to the original premise of classic Doctor Who than mm-hmm. either tortured or class. Uh, SGA cool. is easily one of my fave spin offs. Uh, Connor McHale said very enjoyable I could tell they were still working out some of the kinks and it was a shame that K9 could not be in it more Uh, Kelsey must be one of the most annoying characters ever on the whole I liked Mm -hmm. it and it was a start of a great show Uh, our friend Adam LeHouvian Starman says a pretty decent start to the show very good performances especially from Elizabeth Sladen immediately connecting with the audience old fans and new a fun watch Yes. Uh, Silent Nerd C137 said, I first watched this in July last year and was expecting a very childish show, mm-hmm. and that would just not be for me. But after viewing, I was surprised that I enjoyed it so much. It managed to pull me in and make me love the show. Great start, 8 out of 10. Cool. Harry Brown says, it's okay. One of the sillier episodes of SJA feels like it was written for the kid who designed the, the absorber loft.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can very imagine late. that. In it, actually, yeah.
0: uh, Liz Layden and the team are absolutely brilliant. Make it very watchable. Eight out of ten. Uh, Tardis net sixty six says great introduction to the SJA advent SJA full of a lot of full of a lot of magic. Liz Layden brilliantly carries the show. Maria is a very engaging and relatable character for children. Uh, Samantha Bond is brilliantly menacing as Mrs Wormwood, and the Bane make for a great villain. Hmm. Uh, what else did we have on Twitter? Uh, uh, the Gallifreyan Hoovian Morgan says, "Great start to my favourite spin-off. Uh, Elizabeth reprises her role as Sarah so well it's like she never left. Uh, Luke and Maria introduced and developed very nicely throughout the episode. A pretty simple but nonetheless exciting plot, and the Bane were great villains. Seven point six. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Uh, Toby." at Gallifrey's Guard, says a decent story, easy to get into, sets up the series really well, but definitely not SJA at its peak. Seven uh-huh. out of ten. Mm. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, I think there was one more. One more, one more. There's a few more. Uh, so, I know we've already done Cindy Lou Uh TARDIS Files HQ. Says, what a great Doctor Who spin off idea. K9 and Sarah Jane together again. Uh, Episode is funny, but yet introduces the show well. In my opinion, it's a great episode to start off. One of the best Doctor Who spin off shows. Shame it couldn't have gone on for longer. Nine out of 10. Hmm. Yes. Uh, James at JA Arkham Review says, I remember stumbling across this on New Year's Day 2007. (laughs)
1: Literally.
0: I was blown away. Absolutely charming and exciting series. It's always brought so many emotions. I never wanted the episode to end. It was the perfect introduction. I always treasure this show. Thank you, Liz.
1: Oh, Oh, cheers, James. Uh,
0: Jack at Who Vienna says, this story is a brilliant intro to one of the best and most popular Who spin-offs. It takes the idea of a modern craze and makes it alien, which combines all of these totally different elements. When put together, they create a phenomenal hour-long epic. Mm. Wow. Yes. Uh Andrew Cuthbert Jr. says, sadly, it's the only spin-off material of Doctor Who I couldn't get into. Oh no. I was more into Torchwood. Uh the big finish Sarah Jane Smith series is phenomenal, however. Oh, okay. Ah. Not heard any of that. Hmm. Nice. And lastly, Sarah Louise Baggett says, uh Sarah Jane and K9, two of my favourite companions. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I was instantly drawn to the plot and thought it was a great intro to Maria and Luke and provided the perfect update to where Sarah Jane is now and how the doctor has influenced her path in life. Eight out of 10. Oh, OK, that's good. Uh, let's jump over to Facebook and rattle through some of these. Uh, Carl Evan Elwell says, Really enjoyed the episode. Liz is fantastic as Sarah Jane. And it felt like she'd never been away. It felt like a continuation of K9 and company. Mm.
2: <laughs> uh, agree
0: about the child acting and understand why the actress playing Kelsey was dropped. Uh, it took me a few episodes to get used to Tommy Knight's Luke character, but Samantha Bond was the ideal villain. 8.5. That's cool. Uh, Sir Jake of the Burt Whistle. Welcome back, mister. Uh, mm. So sorry for the inactivity. No worries, buddy. Uh, he says The Invasion of the Bane, uh, a fantastic start to a fantastic spin off. Liz Sladen is on form from beginning to end. Uh, some of the child acting is questionable, but all in all, a great episode nine out of ten. Nine, okay. Luke Allen says, love Invasion of the Bane. As a young Christian watching this, talk, watching this caught my interest in the book of Revelation, due to her name being Wormwood. Uh, I love SJA, uh, and it was great to meet the cast at The Attic. Oh, wicked. Yeah, so The Attic is a sarah jane adventures convention that happens in cardiff isn't it
1: yeah it happened last year didn't it yeah so it was or amazing london?
0: actually cardiff or london cardiff yeah cardiff, it was yeah. cardiff
1: yeah
0: uh, he says i love it even more what a great start to wonderful series eight out of ten brilliant rob kernick a very nostalgic episode for me great mysterious starter to help pull kids into the doctor who universe mm. i remember watching this live as a kid and loved it strong start eight out of ten yeah. Sammy Satine says Sammy. an excellent way to kick off a brand new series of adventures Kelsey annoys me but the rest of the kids are great I think Liz does a great job the Bane are a good monster one of the recurring villains villains from the Sarah Jane adventures uh, the Bond is excellent Mrs Wormwood 7 bubble shock bottles out of 10
1: <laughs> I like it
0: Joseph Howarth says ah nostalgia it's a wonderful thing to me and my god was, a sh- was this show a delight to watch when I was younger I adored it when it first came onto my screens in 2007 and just watching this episode makes me appreciate Sarah Jane a little more, knowing that I first saw her in school reunion and then grew to love her as a character. Mm. Uh, It goes on to say that they hit gold when they chose Samantha Bond as Mrs. Wormwood. Only thing I don't like about the episode is Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. eight, Eight out of 10. Lewis Palmer, a great start to the show, lays the groundwork for where the series will go from here. It's pretty much a standard first episode. We get introduced to the characters, etc. The Bane are cool, though not up there with the best of the villains from the Hooniverse, 7 out of 10. Uh, Martin Arnold says, So this is uncharted territory for me. I watched Doctor Who since I was (laughs) knee-high to a cyber map, but never the (laughs) SJA. Perhaps very unfair to say, but its demographic is clearly a much younger audience than my 45 years. Uh, I generally don't get much out of that kind of TV, so it's interesting to watch this one. Of course, Liz is great, and uh, her more maternalistic role is interesting, but the show is clearly more about teens. Uh, The story is decent enough, unsurprisingly, isn't at all taxing, it's well made, and I'll be interesting in watching more, from a fandom point of view. Um, But I'm not sure I'd rush out and buy it, so i will have to rely on iPlayer. Uh, this, isn't f- this isn't meant. This isn't meant as a criticism, by the way. Just the opinion of a boring old git. Uh, I hope everyone <laughs> else enjoys it.
1: Stick, stick with it, mate. Honestly, it's um, as I said. I think we we move on. It progresses, <laughs> so stick with it.
0: Yes, uh, Miles McKenzie. Very solid episode. Uh, Liz is brilliant as ever, and Tommy, and forgot the actor's name and plays Maria, were decent. Um, but they get much better throughout the series. The mm. plot was easy to follow, and some great bits of comedy. Eight out of ten. Jason Thayer says, some shows don't start off on a good foot. Not Sarah Jane, exclamation mark. George Puddy says, so Invasion of the Bane, one of the few SJAs I've actually watched before Review Week. Uh, It's a decent story. The plot is good and Mrs Wormwood is quite sinister. Liz Sladen is on top form, but the child acting isn't the best, with Kelsey being so annoying that she was dropped from the actual series. (laughs) Uh, Mm. Some of the CG is a bit ropey in places, but it's generally a very good pilot. Uh, seven out of ten cool and lastly as usual short and sweet from jeff waddle he says never seen it so can't comment oops i just did
1: <laughs> i don't know if jeff would like it it's hard to know
0: yeah knowing jeff over the years i don't think this is cup of
1: probably not of uh, mocha
0: no no anything no. on the geeks handbag did you put anything yeah. out
1: there yeah, I'll just, I just—I know we've had quite a lot of comments already, but I was very pleased by the amount we got because, as I said, we weren't sure whether to do these, so it's nice. Um, I'll just um, read off a couple of these. So Charlie Turner says, uh, "...it was a great episode to start off a great series." That is the spin-off of the great show in the galaxy. He gives it a nine out of ten, but didn't like um, Kelsey. Uh, Blair Bidmead uh, replies to Charlie's comment by saying, "Not true. Kelsey was the best thing in it by miles. The most <laughs> convincing of all the Sarah Jane kids, as all the others was all the other kids were just nice." So hmm, bit of a disagreement there. Um, Patrick Sherwood says uh, he likes it for what it is. It's not the best thing they ever made, uh, but it's a great introduction of Maria and Luke. Um, he's going to give it a 9.5 out of 10. Wow. Okay? And uh, Kevin Mullen says, not a bad pilot story and everything that we would come to know and love, with the exception of Clive. Clyde, sorry, is introduced. Uh, but Kelsey is beyond terrible. He gives it a 4 out of 10. <laughs> And finally, Dean Jones says uh, he has vague memories of this, uh, but he says, as expected, Liz Sladen is excellent as Sarah Jane, providing humour, tragedy and charm to an already great character. Maria is relatable, um, as is uh, moving forward Luke, uh, as he will develop as a character. Uh, Samantha Bond makes for a great villain, and he says the effects might not hold up particularly well, but for a CBBC budget, they are decent. The acting can be a bit hit and miss sometimes, especially Kelsey, but he says it's um more of a child-orientated orient- show, so he can forgive it for that. He says it's a decent start to the series and gives it 7.5 out of 10. So, nice. That's mostly positive isn't it? It is. Yeah. That's yeah, that's mainly positive. And as I said, I think I think if this is a 7 and I know that we've got better stuff to come, I think we're in for some real treats real along treat. the way here. Yes. Yeah.
0: And one of the um uh very common comments is that yes, it's a solid pilot and it starts well, but it you know, these characters and the story does get better. So I'm really yeah. looking forward to um to going through it.
1: I actually can't wait to watch more. I genuinely can't wait to watch the rest. Um, I'm interested by the Kelsey character. I know everyone found her really annoying, but it seems uh, was she dropped or you know like because it, it seems a little unfair to only give her one outing because she's only doing what was written. But yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wonder if we'll see her again. I can't wait.
0: For, yeah, for more. Huh? So we're gonna have to wait until next uh, next month though. Yeah, for the next story because <laughs> we got lots more stuff to do. But I think the next one it's the Sluthine, isn't it?
1: yeah so it'll be revenge of the slovene will be the, yes. the next one won't it which will be the first week
0: of may yeah and where are they from adam
1: Well, the slovene yep um i can't remember where are they from yeah what's the name of that thing in the roof oh crikey oh is it called the long game
0: no it's called the it's from the long
1: game isn't it I've got to have a look, because it's driving me mad, and people will be shouting at us. Oh, I've put in long game, that's good. It's called...
0: <laughs>
1: it's another one that's hard to pronounce, isn't it? It
0: is, yeah, the jagra
1: Oh, yeah, but what's the the mi- mighty jagra of the blah-blah-blah-blah-blah? Oh,
0: of of the holy Hadra-Jassic That's the one, I can't believe.
1: Yeah wonder why i can't remember (laughs) because you don't concentrate (laughs) no ridiculous name yes that's russell that is
0: indeed uh so anyway thank you so much guys for all of your comments and reviews for the sarah jane it's quite overwhelming really we thought we were just going to have a yeah like two comments i didn't (laughs) know what to expect i really
1: didn't know yeah that's
0: very cool so next week we're back to doctor who and -hmm. it's going to be classic who so what have we
1: got next week dude Next week, frilly shirts at the ready, because it's a third Doctor story. It's the Time Monster. Ah, old Pertwee. Ah, yes. Yeah, so I suspect that's a, a 12-parter, is it? Something named Pertwee. It's a, I think it's a six-parter, isn't it? Six parts, yeah. Time Monster, yeah. Yeah, yes. good. So yeah. I seem to remember Delgado's in that one, which uh, is always good, so I'm looking forward to that. He is, yeah. You must be, yeah, yeah. yeah. So get your DVDs out.
0: Uh, and get that a watch because we'll be asking for your reviews etc as normal Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think we'll call it there mate for 182 okay thank you thank you thank you so much for sticking with us And listening to one eight two where we've gone through some very interesting controversial news (laughs) around Mr Eccleston and conventions in general.
1: Yeah. Whatever you decide
0: to do. Yeah, it's kicking off, yeah. (laughs) Whatever it is you decide to do, please be nice. In whatever forum, if you're on the Showmasters forums or the Facebook page, whatever it is. Whatever your opinion is on anything, just be nice that's the moral of the story yes and if you're you know don't dis- you don't agree with people appearing or prices for stuff that's totally cool mm. totally cool that you have an opinion and disagree just don't be a a beep about it <laughs> there we go uh, looking forward to series 9 don't know about you I we'll have to see about the 7 quid shipping from silver don't know. yes yeah might do the old digital though not sure I'm sure they'll add it to Spotify anyway. Oh,
1: surely you yeah. want those lovely Stuart Manning. I do.
0: They are nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, next week, the Time Monster, John Pertwee. Mm. Get those watched. be fun watching him. Until then, check out the website, www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can listen to all of our previous episodes on there, plus you can link off to all of the social accounts. Uh, we're very chatty on those in between episodes, so uh, give us a follow and a like, and we'll talk on there. Uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes and any other podcast network that you listen to. Uh, and if you are on iTunes, if you could spare a minute for a review and a rating, that would be amazing because it really helps us a lot. Mm. And also check out Adam's channel. He runs the Geeks Handbag. geek
1: Geeks big
0: Over on YouTube, just do a search for the mm-hmm. Geeks Handbag. Loads and loads of cool geek videos over there. Mm. Loads and loads of good stuff. Yes, have yeah. a look. And you're also on Facebook and <laughs> Twitter
1: yeah, yeah, website. they're all very active on Facebook and
0: Twitter,
1: yeah. We're
0: all over the place. We are. Oh. Uh, right. Now I need to go and decide who I'm going to book photos and autographs for for LFCC. Mm. Mm. Yeah. We'll get that done while watching the Time Monster. So until next week in episode 183, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember... <gasps> and-